0: So how did you start the podcast? Well, I was just like anybody else. I was, uh, I was, what do you call it? Locked down. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm in Jersey and during the, uh, during the uh, COVID scare and all that crap. So everybody said I should do it because um, I'm pretty good with human nature and judging people and so on and so forth. So, you know, and during that time, my wife was. My shop shop was closed. My wife has a hair, hair salon, nail salon, so that shop was closed. I wasn't working much overtime because I work in the city, so they would cut me overtime. So I was home. The gyms were closed. Like I was home by four o'clock every day, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to do it." I bought the, the the equipment, the laptop, the mic, the the lighting. Bought everything, and I just started. I just started doing it. But the truth of the matter is, there were several people that I liked to watch, that I really liked watching, I like listening to that I was like, yo, I could do this, you know? And on the, on the, I was always more, I was always very much into bodybuilding and fitness. On that side, it was Dave Palumbo, Ford Abiad, and, oh, Jesus Christ, the guy for Muscular Development. I forget his name. He's going to, you know, just be pissed because I totally forgot what his name was. And on the opposite side, when I would listen to the Manosphere, you know, Rolo Tomasi, um, uh, who else? It was Rolo Tomasi. Kevin Samuels really wasn't that big yet, but it was mostly Rolo Tomasi and another fellow that that I would listen to. And I was like, I could I could do this. I could mm-hmm. do this. You know, and then I just started. That was it. And I just one day I just put it on and, and that was it. Have you, you enjoyed know? the process? Yeah, I do. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I get pissed off. Like if I if I think like if I think a uh, uh, one is gonna do really well. Yeah. And then it does shit, and I'm like, "How did that do shit?" And then all, and then like one that you don't even think of yeah. takes off, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, I'm happy when that one takes off, but like, so when I first started, I actually started doing like Manosphere stuff, and um, that's the and the reason why I have my degrees behind me is because people were saying, well, "How the hell do you know about women and all this crap?" And I'm like, "Well, I have degrees in psychology, but meanwhile, I work in the in the sewer in New York City for a living, right?" But it tastes um, better. <laughs> Oh, what we all yeah. need.
1: I mean, that's something we need. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. like what uh, what's his name, um, Andrew Tate says. We need men for these
0: jobs. Absolutely, and you know we'll we'll kind of get to that. But uh, basically, I started doing the manosphere stuff, and then I realized how flooded the manosphere in YouTube channels and podcasts are. I mean, it is just flooded. So I was like, all right, look, I can't compete with Roland Tomasi or Kevin Samuels, Andrew Jade. I'm a nobody. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my show. After about six month time, I changed it to a, like we're doing an interview show and at least people will get, want to watch the people that I interview. Right. And then I'll get some exposure myself on down the line with doing the interviews of the, of the, uh, of the guys and girls that I bring on. And some of them, you know, I was I was surprised which ones do well and which ones really didn't do too well. I was really surprised, you know. And uh, now it's getting to the point where I'm getting to the point where I'm getting like, you know, kind of like B-rated celebrities, and they they want to get paid, right? Mm. At, be, at the beginning, these people didn't care; they just were happy to come on, and especially during the lockdown and blah blah blah. blah. And uh, but now it's getting to the point where I'm getting in touch with agents that handle people and uh, they, they, and they, and they want to get paid, but there's no rhyme or reason to it. Right. Like I'll say, okay, how much does this guy get? And they'll throw a number at me. And I'm like, wow, really? And then I'll say, what about that guy? And, the, and it's like reasonable. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Well, there's no, you know, what's the, what's the difference. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just so, but for the moment, like I, I interviewed Forrest Griffin, the, Oh, did like, you really? Yeah, and I did shit. I don't even think I broke 100 views on YouTube. And I'm like, how did that happen? He's Forrest Griffin. He's like, he's former like, former champion. The, yeah. Former light heavyweight UFC champion. I mean, I one mean he's the, what made oh, the UFC the UFC. He, he was the really ultimate yeah. fighter yeah. winner, right? Yeah. him and Stefan Butter. Yeah, yeah. That's and, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I, and I mean, listen, I was glad that I interviewed him. He was, he was really cool. You know, don't get me, don't get me wrong. But so then I had, I just changed and I was like, okay, well, my, my, Show is going to be about everything about guys, everything for guys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, bodybuilding, powerlifting, arm wrestling. Uh, I interview porno stars. I interview uh, mafia, former mafia members. I interview 1% bikers. I interview comedians. Um, then I do the news with my friend, and he's always wasted doing the news. And then, then I do this thing called Guy Talk, and it's all me and my friends. And we're all drinking, just talking shit. And it's just, it's the whole thing is just for guys. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's basically essentially what, what it comes down to. Now, your friend that
1: you do the news with, is that the guy that has the Oakland A's hat on?
0: Justin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen a couple
1: yeah. of your clips on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram. I watch him. i was like, dude, this guy's funny as shit, man. Yo, he's <laughs>
0: hilarious. We used to work together. We were, he used to work with me in the, in the sewer system. and Now he's an iron worker. And what happened was we were hired uh, what they call provisionals. And then what happens is that means you're temporary until you pass the test to be a a permanent city worker for the DEP. The DEP is the Department of Environmental Protection, which is who oversees the sewers in New York City. But if you're you're provisional, then they can fire you like, like that. Okay, if anything you do, if they don't like it, if you're late, if you're out too much, whatever. He gets... He gets pulled over with a DUI and an eight ball in his car. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I like that guy. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, man, that's my guy. The and guy they, fired the party, him. they fired him instantly. And then, uh, you know, now he's an iron worker. in, uh, in He's actually working in Jersey City now. And, and getting back to what we were saying before, we need men to do these jobs. I mean, this guy is, he is 30 stories in the air walking on, you know, iron scaffold, uh, not iron scaffolding, but assembling a building, you know, from its, from its infancy, you know, I mean, he's, he's strapped. Right. But he's still walking around like nothing. Every once in a while he sends me a video of how high he is and the cars look this big and the P you know what I mean? Wow. And um, I was like, I don't know how you do that job, man. I, I mean, I, no wonder you drink so much. I was like, I, I even a, you know, diapers, but you know, these girls that come on and say, we don't need men. It's like, okay, you, you go do that. You 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 go thirty stories, forty stories in the sky, and then and fucking weld iron together so we can build this building. Go
2: ahead. Imagine have you
0: gotten huh. a lot of pushback from having these views? Um, no. Most of my subscribers are men. I've got a little bit of pushback. Mm-hmm. I didn't get met much. Most of my subscribers are guys. I mean, I concentrate mostly on YouTube. I have it's on Spotify, Google Podcast. Uh, Apple, Apple iTunes, and I really gotta start Rumble because everybody's moving to rumble, yeah, right, but um i really I, I really gotta get on Rumble, but i'll the you know it's really like eighty percent of men use YouTube, yeah, guys are the ones subscribing to channels, which is why this whole Manosphere thing blows up on YouTube, and, mm-hmm. you know so on and so forth. You get some girls that that hate, but for the most part, majority of my subscribers are guys every once in a while, I'll get a girl that uh that'll get offended i mean i had a couple of girls that i never had social media until i got this Mm -hmm. right so i had social media i got instagram and facebook and TikTok, and it's all to pretty much just advertise my my uh podcast so you know i've had i had uh I, i did one video on uh should you marry a single mother or not and this girl i knew from high school was divorced, of course, with two kids, and she did. She got angry when she saw it, and she fucking decided she was never going to talk to me again. Okay, don't talk to me anymore, right? And then I did another one called. Uh, did another one recently, actually. Um, uh, signs that you could see if a girl is a three or four is she's promiscuous, and uh, I, g- I gave all the signs, and I thought it was pretty accurate for the most part, and it, it was nothing like out of the ordinary. Do yeah. you know what I mean it was nothing it's like you know if a girl is traveling by herself to party places like Miami and Vegas and Dubai and she doesn't have a job where it's essential for her to travel modeling but she's yeah if she's if she's traveling by herself somebody paid her to go out there right yeah. you know I mean you know like that like that and then this girl that I knew uh um wanted to debate me and I was like oh well, it's not up for debate it's my podcast it's like if you have an opinion go start your own damn podcast and 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 see who follows him, you know. And then, of course, you don't want to talk to me anymore either. Yeah, there's, <laughs> nothing,
2: there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. Like you can no, have your own view, not. and you don't have to call somebody out their name because you view different views. Yeah, I think I, that's I, where the problem happens because no, nothing's ever been solved by war or fighting with somebody.
0: Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Nobody's ever been. Nobody's ever. Nothing's ever been solved by trying to quiet the other side.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you know, have a discussion.
0: Yeah, right. And 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 reasonable people reasonable people have a discussion. You know, it's like a all right. It's like when you have a lady cop and a man cop. Mm-hmm. Okay? Lady cops tend to go over the top with the aggression because they're trying to mimic masculinity. Okay. Right? So they'll be like take a seat, sir. The guy's like I'm not sitting down because whatever he's pissed off or whatever. And she's like I said fucking take a seat. Or a guy would be like, listen, buddy, just take a seat. Let me do my job, right? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be, make this as painless as possible. And the aggression and the violence is the last thing What a, a male cop, yeah. right? And it's it's, it's, like, it's like the same thing. When you have uh, men and women disagreeing, it just becomes this emotional tirade. And you wind up going, no, it's like arguing with my wife. Do you know how many times I just, my wife asked me something. I go, whatever you want to do. I don't really give a shit because I know what's coming. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a tornado. It's a mental tornado coming that I just can't deal with, you know. So and it's it it just becomes this emotional roller coaster. And they and it's like, okay, forget everything I said. It's fine. You know, well, I listened to uh, I was
2: listening to actually Andrew Tate was on Fresh and Fit today or like the other day or something. And I think
0: they they were on his show and Rumble. Oh uh, right. it was the what I saw it on YouTube, so it may have, Oh okay yeah. it might have been an old So one. Is Rumble is a platform like it's a new platform like YouTube. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rumble is uh, without supposedly. without the censorship, I guess. Yeah, supposedly, but a lot from what I understand it's very right wing political. So all the people that say these things go on there. So Andrew Tate went on there. Um uh who is the comedian who just got censored from YouTube and he's on Rumble now? The British comedian Russell Russell Peters? Oh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell it. Brand. He went on. He just went on uh, Rumble. You know, <clears throat> so that's and, some big uh, names right there. Yeah. So I think it's it's going to it's going to, but the majority of it is going to be is right now is very politically right leaning. Whatever you want to say, right, yeah. and they, and they don't censor you, but because Russell Brand and um, Andrew Tate went on, it might change a little bit, you know. Because I don't think I would very, do very good on Rumble because you know I really don't talk much politics so when we do the news. Yeah, and that's when I do the news. It's just fun and and goofing off and telling jokes and shit. You know about real news, but I don't know. Well, we'll see. Now
2: weren't they the same ones that offered Rogan like a hundred million dollar contract when whole Spotify? Yeah, when, the they,
0: when was happening. Yeah, when Spotify was uh, when they were good thinking about they they were never going to find. No, he's he did, He's too much of a moneymaker. Yeah, he's too much of a moneymaker. Spotify gave him a hundred million, but Rumble was ready to jump on him if if Spotify was going to let him go. But I also heard, I don't know if you watch one of my favorite podcasts, and I think the guy is brilliant, is uh, um, tainment? I don't know if you guys watch that one. That's a yeah, Patrick, uh, Patrick Patrick, uh, uh, Beth- that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had said basically, which made a lot of sense if Joe Rogan were to get fired. There Would probably be a new platform started by Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and a bunch of other guys that are political outcasts to um, with, with no censorship and so on and so forth, and you have a lot of money backing, mm-hmm. which made which made sense, but it never came to that because Spotify was never gonna,
1: yeah. Spotify well, I mean, his he's, he's viewership or numbers or whatever, I mean, they skyrocketed after. The people that worked at Spotify, like, oh, this is offensive. Like, you need to take him off the air. Like, I mean, yeah. everybody started flocking to his show, like, mass.
0: Yeah, they literally, when when they signed Rogan, I think they're, I think they're, I forgot, their stock went up like 300% the next day. Something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Something insane like that. And he's just, look, there are certain guys that are not going to get canceled because they just make way too much money, mm-hmm. right? Like and, Chappelle. Um, exactly. Chappelle. Exactly. See, Andrew Schultz tried to do that with Netflix, and Netflix said, No, you have to censor some of this and some of that, some of this. And and Andrew Schultz said, no, I'm not doing it. And then he actually bought the rights back to his stand up and put it on his own website. But with Chappelle or Bill Burr, they could do whatever they want. They just make way too much money. There was something
2: that uh, that Patrick said. You're in a certain status when you can not be canceled, kind of like a Rogan or Chappelle. I
0: forget the word he used, but. Yeah, right. Rogan Chappelle, Elon Musk, you know, these people that you, you're not going to be able to cancel.
1: Now, I wonder why Andrew Tate got canceled or, you know, well, they tried. They banned him from a bunch of social medias, but like...
0: Yeah, he's still would- banned, but he's the only guy that he's the only guy that I know that got canceled but didn't get canceled. Yeah. Because he's still all over YouTube. They canceled him basically because he was saying what every young man wants to hear, that right. it's okay to be a guy. Yeah. You know, when you when think about it, like, this toxic masculinity shit started like, you know, 2010, 2008. I'm 46 years old. Like, I grew up with men. Like, I grew, I grew up in Brooklyn in, in, in Bensonhurst, which was which was predominantly Italian when I grew up there. It's, it's very mixed now. It's changed. But they were men. And, and, and what I mean by that is they they would protect the kids. They would protect the women. And God forbid they didn't know you when you walked into the neighborhood. It was like that scene in the Bronx there where the bikers come in. You know, I they wanted. That. To, yeah, they wanted to know who you were right away, and if there's a problem. You know, I mean, the whole neighborhood, the community, band together, and the men had respect. You know, the majority of the women were stay home moms. The men worked and had a lot of respect when they got home. The the, the 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 scariest thing I ever heard in my life was, "Wait till your father comes home." And yeah. today, today, men are basically emasculated. Your toxic masculinity, your toxic masculinity, and you know they're they're raised like women basically i mean because 50% of the divorce rate so you're going to have women that are that are raising them and if they do get married most women today prefer the safe choice and marry an emasculated man right you know we see it all the time and so they don't even have good role models there's no good role models and these guys are growing up very weak with no backbone and they and and you that's when you get a Generation of guys that play video games, watch porn, smoke weed, and don't leave them all this basement because they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I don't even know where I was going with this. What the? F- oh, and that's that's why he got canceled because he was screaming from the top of his lungs and people were paying attention, and he was going, "It's okay to be a dude. It's okay to want to have sex with multiple girls. It's okay to go out and make money. It's okay to want to, uh, you know, to to you know, uh, be a a fighter or whatever the case may be. But there are things that come along with that, you know." <clears throat> what these what these womanists don't understand is that if you take away the masculinity of, of a man, you take away all of it, you, know, you don't just get to pick pieces from masculinity and say, no, we don't want that, but we still want you to pay for everything, and we still want you to open the car door, and we still want you to protect us. No, you're taking the whole thing and throwing it away. All that other shit comes with masculinity. <clears throat> and then the women are being raised like guys. Right. They're told from they're told from birth that they are special, that they you know don't let any guy uh, take advantage of you. There's another there's men are like buses. There's one coming every 10 minutes. Um, go get yours. Don't rely on a man. So you're basically telling women that men ain't shit. Yeah. Right. And then when you do actually. Produce a stamp, your masculinity by like, let's say you ask a girl out and you tell her. You know, let's go out. Give me a number. You make the reservations. I'll pick you up. The girl is torn. Like she wants it, but at the same time, it's like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be the dominant one, because once you stamp your masculinity, she has no choice but to take the submissive role if she if she dates you, right? If you if if I if I walk up to a girl and I'm talking to a girl, right, and I start the conversation and I lead the conversation and then I end the conversation, I'm immediately stamping my masculinity. I'm I'm leading. I'm immediately saying I'm the leader here. Right, I'm I'm the right, <clears throat> and the, if a girl starts the conversation, it's usually a passive aggressive insult. That's usually how they start a conversation, especially an attractive girl if she wants to talk to you. And it's a shit test. She wants to see if you if you're going to take it. And if you do take it, then oh great, this is the type of guy I could dominate. You know, mm. and then you get this is what you get on the date. I don't care. What do you want to do? What do you feel like doing? Whatever you want to do, you know, and then. You know, and then after some time, they lose respect for that guy because they're torn from what they want naturally and what they're taught, you know. Anyway, Yeah, I, don't I, don't saw,
2: I saw something that they said that like the whole Manosphere space. Yeah, there's obvious obviously a space for it because there's a lot of people looking at those
0: videos. It's insane. Insane. Well, it's, it's like crazy. Chris. Was it Chris
1: Rock that said? Uh, yes. Only women and children are loved unconditionally. A man and only love when he
0: and dogs, That's yeah, true. and only when he provides. When he's loved, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 a man, a man, yeah. A man can't. A woman can't love a man unless she respects him. If she doesn't respect him, there's, there's not going to be no love. There's not going to be no sex. There's not going to be. There's not going to be anything. She's not going to be able to respect you, and she'll probably step out of the relationship and make up some goddamn excuse why she stepped out of a relationship. Usually girls, when they step out of a relationship, they made their mind up like last year, Mm -hmm. you know, where a guy, not so much anymore, but a guy who is very masculine and very strong. If he steps out that, that doesn't mean anything. Like he literally doesn't even need, if that girl that he just banged, she could die tomorrow. And it means nothing. He's just going home to his wife and kids. It literally means not, it's literally like jerking off. Only s- he's got somebody to talk to. Yeah, That's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah but, I definitely, know, to, I definitely <clears throat> agree with that. Cause you
2: can, as a man, you can probably cheat on somebody and it not be an emotional thing. It's an act. I,
0: the best, the best uh, phrase I, I heard was women cheat, men have sex. Mm, yeah. You know, but today's men, you know, it's like, you know, I'm 46. And like I said, I grew up where, you know, the guys were guys. I mean, you know. I mean, uh we lived my I have two older brothers. One guy is fourteen years older than me, the other guy's eleven years older than me. And my father was a man's man, you know. And um, my brother, my oldest brother, when he was eighteen, used to get go with his friends and there would be a whorehouse in Coney Island, and and and, and they would go. And it was like fifteen dollars or some stupid thing. You're talking about the early eighties, wow. right? Jesus. Yeah, it was you about the late seventies, early eighties, whatever it was. Yeah, my brother graduated in 80. So it was 1980. So he was 18, right? So this time my father gives him... He says, Dad, you know, can I have $15? I'm going to... Uh. So this time I, my my father gives him $30 and says, take your brother Dominic with you. My middle brother, right? And then... But that's what guys did. When my father was in the service in the early 60s before Vietnam, if they had a weekend pass, the first thing they did was look for a whorehouse. You know, today... I'm in the gym and a lot of times I go to the gym right after work, which is right after, right after three o'clock. Cause we work, or I was a seven to three, unless I'm working overtime. And I go right after. So that I just get it out of the way. So there's a lot of high school kids that go at that time. And I turn out to be a little bit of a mentor. I go, Hey kid, don't, don't do it like this, do it like that. And some hot girl will walk by with the yoga pants on and the banging ass and so on and so forth. And I'll be like, yo, look at that fucking girl. And I would say about 50% of the kids would be like, like, they're all uncomfortable.
1: 100%. 100%. I sent a picture to uh, two buddies of mine that are, like, right at 22 that work with me. And uh, it was this thing that says thought thoughts and prayers. And it's, like, these girls dressed up in, in nun outfits, like, you know, like, really sexy. And dude was like, bro, bro, why are you sending this to me? I'm like, I just saw it on the internet. I thought you know you guys would like it i guess yeah. i guess not my bad but yes. the other guy one of the guys loved it so he thinks like me and the other guy was like dude don't send me stuff like that man like you know shit dude like i'm not down with that
0: yeah god forbid oh, my wife sees it you know i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it's just you know but like i'm such just like a pu- such a pussy that's what i was like and,
1: and, and the best pussy. thing is they're both like best friends i trained them both right and yeah. uh like one of them, I talked one way with one, and the other way, the other guy had to talk a different way. Like me and one of the guys, we were just like, "Bro, look at that bitch over there, man, fuck, you know, whatever." Yeah. And the other guy's like, "Hey, man, um, did you take your lunch already, or, or, or are we, can we go or what?" Like, you know, it's kind of yeah. like you totally different, two different
0: conversations, two different it's, people. It's pathetic. It's 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 absolutely <laughs> pathetic. And you could see, you could see who's raised by a single mom and who's not. You could fucking see it. You know, you could tell immediately. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, I I interviewed. Sarah J, I interviewed Alexis Golden. I interviewed Nikki Jackson. I interviewed Brooklyn Spring Valley. These are all porno stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I do it virtually just like this. I don't have a studio. I do it through Zoom or I do it through uh StreamYard or whatever. And I'll tell the guys at work, yo, you gotta watch this, you know. And most some of the guys would be like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. And then the other guys go, does your wife know that you're interviewing them? <laughs> I go, I can't fuck them. I can't fuck through them through the Zoom app. I was like, yeah, she knows. I mean, I, what, what do you, you know, if I have to have a relationship where well, I have to sneak around, if I tell my wife I'm going to the bar to have a couple of drinks with the guys, that immediately means I'm going to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows that, you know, and it's not like I'm, you know, uh, and it's just unbelievable. It's just, I don't know. How do, do, the, I, how do those
2: porn stars? feel about
0: the men today? You know, we didn't really talk about it, to be honest with you. We talked about behind the scenes Mm -hmm. a lot. We talked about a lot about the industry because everybody watches porn, Mm -hmm. right? But it's the behind the scenes stuff. That's really interesting that you don't get to see, you know, and we talked a lot about that. And Sarah J and Nikki Jackson were clearly the two most honest Alexis golden look like she was trying to like be political not. about it. Yeah. Yeah. She, I guess she didn't want to like, <clears throat> she didn't want to like really get into it too deep. She would kind of dance around the question and she was the first one I interviewed. Right. So I was just grateful to have the interview and then I was kind of doubting myself. I was like, all right, maybe it's not as like, I think it is. And then I interviewed Sarah J and she was so honest. I was like, Holy shit. You know, like uh, they're, they're both, They got to be both in their late forties. I think Alexis Golden is close to fifty. So they started in the Mm nineties, doing 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 uh, porn and dancing and all this crap. So one of my questions was, how did Viagra change the industry? And Alexis Golden was like, I don't know if it changed. I don't know if if some of the guys really take it. Maybe they do. You know, it's like that. And Sarah J was like, "Are you kidding? The first time I had sex with a guy on the camera with, with uh, that took Viagra, I, I was wondering why his face was beat red and he couldn't come, you know." And she was just so so honest, you know. Yeah. It was such a great great interview.
1: So yeah, we just, well, you know, like some of them, some of the porn star male porn stars, they have to take Viagra now because they've been fucking for so long, not yeah, because their testosterone it's, is they it do on the way they used it, to. It's
0: it's their job. Yeah. Do yeah. you imagine, like, if the, it's like it's like when baseball players were taking steroids, right? Mm. The more you mean to tell me, the more home runs I hit, the more I'm going to get paid. Yeah, fine, I'll take the goddamn steroids, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they don't even use Viagra anymore. They have an inject. You know, it's called the Trimix injection. They inject it in, into their penis with a with a uh, with a what do you call it? Syringe. Yeah, but it's not a regular syringe. It's an insulin syringe. So it's very small, right? And they're immediately all right. It's not like Viagra where you got to get up the empty stomach and you got to wait an hour and all that shit. It's immediate. And as a matter of fact, there was a documentary called uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster that came out in 2007, 2008 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a documentary about basically about steroids, but he was talking to other genres of people. And if you take this drug, is it cheating? Because people say, oh, if you take steroids in baseball or football, it's cheating. But if you take this drug, so if you take... So the question was, he was talking to a male porn star. He said, if you take... Uh, this injection is a cheating. He goes, cheating. There's no morals in porn. And he, was actually, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he was actually setting it up, the syringe, you know, and ready to, you know, because he had to do a scene. Wow! <clears throat> and that's why you have so many male porn stars now. When I was a kid, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm forty six. How old 40, are you guys?
1: 42, forty two. Totally forty. Tony's forty three.
0: All right. So you, you know, like yeah. when we were kids, there were like five porno guys on every movie. That was it. Because they <laughs> yeah. were the most reliable. They were the most reliable guys. Like not everybody could get their dick up on command with lights and fucking cameras and you know right <clears throat> and there were the same five guys it was like it was like uh there was ron jeremy of course was in every one of them and was, uh-huh. i don't even know the other guy's name evan right? stone peter yeah. now you go on uh you go on a uh, porn website i don't even know these guys who these guys You have no clue it's a different guy every time and it's like uh you know yeah it. i was actually listening
2: to no jumper uh adam 22 had this guy named dread on there he's a porn star
0: yeah, great, and, great podcast, by the way.
2: Yeah, and he was talking about how, like, the Viagra thing, too, and, like, most guys now can get in it longer, and um, new guys can do it because they have the, yeah. the Viagra, the Cialis, or whatever.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, And uh, I'm telling you, the injection is, is uh, most common. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, how inject- long does that stay hard for? A few hours. Damn, that would
1: suck. But you see, know, what- like, they have a bunch of scenes and stuff it has got cut. No, but Pause I don't think it's break going down though.
0: Yeah, oh. but like yeah, it doesn't go. Yeah, when you do the injection, it doesn't go down.
1: Oh, I thought maybe like if you didn't get aroused, it would go Viagra, down. Like Viagra or yeah. Viagra,
0: you have to get aroused, and it, and it goes up. But what the what the injection is just so there, you, you don't have to worry about cut, stop, go, keep, do this, do that. You know. Now and did they uh, did the women say that they
2: have like can they compartmentalize the sex with somebody they like first who they work with?
0: Um. I don't believe so. I don't think so. But they said Savage J is single. Um, Alexis Golden is married, uh, but she's been married to somebody and he's been with her throughout the whole time she's been in the industry. Is he a cuck? Probably. You have to be. Yeah. I couldn't handle that. Me neither. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, Brooklyn Spring Valley uh, is married. I don't know if you know who she is. She's relatively uh-uh. new new in the in the porn scene. And I always pick girls with huge boobs because you're seeing them like this. Yeah. Like, so if you have a giant butt, it does mean no justice, mm. right? It, <laughs> it does the view is no justice, right? Yeah. But if you have big boobs, it's, oh, okay. Well, the view is, so I always pick the ones with the big boobs. So she does this big boob stuff and whatever. And I actually, she wanted me to interview her husband, who is a director. He really isn't, but he's a director. Right? Yeah. And I interviewed him, and that was one of the questions: I said, I had you deal with it?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, it doesn't bother me." And I'm like, "Really, dude? That'd don't be weird, me? man. I mean, and, more and power
2: you... to somebody that can, but I don't think no, no, hard. it's not, it's not more power.
1: It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> not. it's, it's like it's back not. in the day, I used to work at a strip club here in Memphis called Platinum Plus for a little while. And you know, after after the girls would get off, or so before the girls would get off, around they close at six a.m. And the girls, the husbands and boyfriends, and pimps would show up around like five, you know, around that time to come pick them right. up and stuff, whatever, right? And I, used to, me and two of the other bouncers, we used to go to the uh, IHOP over here in eat Cordova. It's a little suburb of Memphis, you know, like ten minutes outside. And we would eat there, and they used to be there too. And I'm just, we'd always talk like, how can you got? Like, how, do you think they? are So, do you think they put up with it because they making so much money, or do you think no. it's just normal for them? I,
0: I think, I think guys that. People love to say that, especially girls, if you can't handle a girl that works at a strip club or, or has a high body count, then you're insecure. And, and I, it's the complete opposite. If you're with a girl who has a high body count, the, the guy who's with her is, is insecure because I know what I'm worth and I have particular standards. And if I meet a girl like my wife, right, um, I have particular standards. Now, there weren't crazy standards, but there were standards. And if those girls couldn't meet my standards, I'm walking away. That means to me, I'm very secure, right? The guys who, you know, the girl that throws the pussy at them, and then they're, you know, following them around, whether they're strippers or whether they're porn stars or whether they're just wild girls that bang, you know, that are just whores. That guy is insecure. That guy is so afraid to lose her that, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. And. It, it, that's that's just the truth of it, okay? Because you see it. Because when those guys marry these girls, you see how dominant the girls are. You see how they emasculate them. You see you, you see it, and then they inevitably lose um, lose respect for them. It's just it's just the way it is. Now, there's also a difference if the guy. There's a difference between it being a cuck and hot wifing. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Yeah. I have. So. It seems like it's the same, but it really isn't. Uh, some guys get off on seeing their wife with a, another guy, mm-hmm. right? The cuck thing is emasculating to the guy. Where the hot wifing thing is she's doing it for her husband, not for her, if that makes sense. It's more of a mental kind of manipulation thing, right? Like It's like, if you love me, you will do A, B, and C for me. Right. And then so whatever the case may be, but it'll be with another girl, be with another guy, and then she will come home and satisfy her husband. It's almost like serving him. You know, so um,
2: the cuck is you're just basically call you're, him a yeah, bitch, and exa- all this type of shit. Right,
1: right, right, right. right. The hot yeah. wife is the one with the Ace of Spades tattoo usually. Right. Is that what it is? I I, something like that. Yeah. But like my Reddit, Um, my Reddit, I have a bunch of that on my Reddit. Yeah. But it's,
0: it's, it's at the discretion of the husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you you do it when I tell you to do it, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas cuck holding is the complete opposite, you know, and I'll be honest with you. Most guys today are cucks. They don't even realize it because if your wife doesn't respect you, she's going to step out. Yeah. She's going to stay. You know where the, the term comes from? Cuckold? The term comes from, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it comes from, uh, um, was it the, the cuckoo bird? That's, that, that is, uh, uh, what was the name of the bird? Uh, I forgot the name of the bird, actually. The, totally forgot, but whatever. Um, and the bird would actually lay eggs in somebody else's nest. Oh, really? And then though that bird would raise that 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 the pers- that bird that that made the nest actually the dodo bird, sorry, the dodo bird. Okay. Yeah. Um, would would lay eggs in somebody else's another bird's nest, and that bird would raise that egg like it's his own. Wow. So you have what's happening is you have a man that if your wife steps out, there's a possibility that's not your kid. <laughs> and you're and you're raising it. Uh, to be own. to be yours you know um you know now we have dna tests, but years ago you know that's why you wanted to marry a virgin because you wanted to guarantee that that was your child and you were you were you know you kept the bloodline pure and your name lived on you know that was the whole that's why god that's why most guys can't handle a girl that's whore feeds to them instinctually and that's why most guys are are, are disgusted over it, you know? Yes. But we're torn because we like dirty girls, but we been never marry a dirty girl, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, that's also very the
1: ace the ace of spade, i mean, it's misspoke, is actually um usually a white a white chick has the tattoo and she's into black guys. Even though she might oh. date even though she may date a guy, a white guy yeah. or marry to a white guy, she'll she'll step out and go. She'll be a hot wife with a black guy for her husband.
0: Yeah, that's more of a. I think that's more of a um a, a mandingo cuck thing. To be yeah. Honest. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. I, I got so. that on my radar too. I, I think so. There's a, and you know what? There's a lot. There's a, a lot more. And I you know I don't really care, but be fine because you brought that up. I see a lot more interracial couples now. A lot more. Black guys with white women. And not, you know, I, I have no opinion about it, but I see it did change over the years. Like when I was a kid and I was living in Brooklyn in the 1980s, that was like a no-no. I was like, oh no. You know what I mean? Now it's commonplace and nobody gives a shit anymore. You know? Yeah. I think the only people who care about black women, they hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man! Well, you know that you're right because there's a big thing about that. Uh, you know, they'll interview like a black girl like on one of those little thirty second clips or something. What, yeah, do yeah. it, um, what do you think about it? What do you think of a black chick dating a white guy? And it'll be like a black guy asking, and she's like, "I can't stand that shit." Yeah, that yeah, that you know whatever you know they just don't like it.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they they feel like they're stealing their their men. You know, that's what they you know they feel like you know. But but you know what do you you know what are you supposed to do? Do you know what I mean? If two people like each other and they get along and they, you know, uh, 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 what is, you know, but I mean, I have a, you know, listen, I don't, you know, it's a free country. You do what you want, so on and so forth. But you see generally the difference between white girls and black girls when it comes to relationships is black girls will emasculate you immediately, but white girls, they will not emasculate immediately, but on the back end, they will emasculate you. You're 10 years in and all of a sudden you're like a fraction of yourself. Right, it's like that Bill Burr story when you're on a beach and the water's just eroding at you a little at a time. Oh, You yeah. know why are you hanging out with him? <sighs> <laughs> Take that back; it looks stupid on you. <sighs> you know, and that, and, that, and that's that's basically what you know what happens. <clears throat> you know, because every guy after so many years of marriage goes, ah, whatever you want to do, I don't give a shit. You know, they just don't want to argue. <laughs> what know? is what is marriage life like? Well, I. I happen to have a good wife, but we still, everybody still has, has issues. And, you know, the biggest misconception about marriage is that you need to be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if he doesn't make me happy, that's bullshit. Okay. Nobody is happy all the time, every day. You're going to go through problems and you have to work through those problems, you know, and, and if you work through the problems and you respect each other and you have somewhat of traditional roles. It creates a bigger bond, right? But if you're this person that's like, you know, I truly believe that, you know, my happiness comes first, then you're never going to have a successful marriage because it's, it's, you know, you're happy sometimes. And sometimes you have problems. Sometimes you're fucking miserable. Sometimes you don't want to fucking be seen with that person. You know, sometimes you just fucking annoy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll have a long weekend and by like, you know, I'll have a three day weekend by Monday comes. I'm like, Holy shit. I can't wait to go back to work. You know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and if, and especially if you have, if you have kids, you know, happiness, if you can't find happiness with raising your children and seeing your significant other interact positively with your children and raising them, if that doesn't give you joy and happiness, then you have to check yourself,
3: mm.
0: you know? Um, and then, you know, you'll hear about, you'll hear this a lot. What am I supposed to be miserable? You know, well, how how healthy is it for the kids if we are arguing all the time? Well, you're showing your kids that you work through problems. You don't, you you, you know, if you mm-hmm. stay and you resolve it. If you just run, then you show your kids that you don't work through problems, you just give up. Yeah. You know, You don't, they don't realize... How how kids are you know so impressionable at such a young age mm-hmm. you know um, and the idea that oh, I'm just going to leave because I'm not happy I mean you you you're, you're setting that tone for your kids I'm going to leave because I'm not happy you know the a lot of the, I think the stats are higher when you have when you marry somebody that is comes from a broken home that comes from Divorced parents. I think the the stats are actually higher than average with divorce with those people, you know. And it's just it's just it's just pathetic, man. Listen, maybe
1: I'm it's gonna, also I'm maybe gonna... it's also the generation right, the, like their generation right now. Like, like you just said, the one who wants to put the effort to resolve it, to fix it, to stay. You know, they was like, yeah. you know what, let's just quit and go. Well, let, let's and call that's a, like circle, a cycle. Let, you know, let's
0: call a circle a circle. It's the women. The men aren't leaving. All right, I don't know if you know the stats. But it used to be fifty percent divorce rate. The divorce rate has dropped to about forty five percent. But that's because marriages have dropped, so divorces have dropped. Right? Seventy to eighty percent of the time, those the divorces are filed by the women. If they're college educated, it goes up to ninety percent. The men aren't leaving; it's the women that are leaving, and they're in, they're, incentivized, they're incentivized by leaving. They get the house, they get the kids. Ninety five percent of the time, they get the house, they get the kids. They get spousal maintenance, they get child support, and, they got, and the only thing that's literally happening is you're just removing the husband. Mm. Right. And then, you know, then the husband has the kids every other weekend. So you can't be a significant role model if you have your kids every other weekend. I don't give a shit what anybody says. You, you can't. Right. Um, and then the, the, the new divorcee gets to have her whole phase every other weekend. You know, uh, that's, that's 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 that that's the truth. The guys aren't leaving. But here's the thing. If you're in a household where the 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 annual income is two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year or more, the divorce rate drops to 20 percent. Wow.
2: Yeah. Two of our friends just recently or one just got divorced and other ones going through divorce, and both of them, the wife, have filed for divorce.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not uncommon. It's 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 the truth. I mean, you're talking high numbers, you know. Mm. And you know, it, it's just you know, while I'm not happy, I don't love them anymore, or uh, or they just they pick things to justify them, right? like I have a friend that's going through problems at home right now, and he thinks it's all about him because his wife is just complaining and pulling things out from the past. And uh, there was a time when she was in the hospital. I think she got, I think I don't know, she got something removed. Uh, I don't know if it was a gallbladder or, or, or um, what is it? What's the organ that you don't need that you get appendix? removed? Appendix. Yeah, appendix. So she got something removed, and you know, and he's he makes the majority of the money, so he had to go to work every day, mm-hmm. right? So he would go to work, and then he would go to the hospital after work. And that's one of the reasons now why she's saying that she wants to leave him because you should have been at the hospital with me. Wow. Well, how, how am I going to pay my, how are we going to pay the bills? You're laying in the, in the hospital room and I got to go to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they'll literally pick things, you know, uh, just to justify why they're leaving. You know what I mean? They'll just, and they'll make up shit too. And then, you know, they'll, I mean, I, I, my brother went through it, you know, my brother went through it and his wife was messing around on him. You know, and then if you ask her now, he was messing around on her and we were all like scratching our heads. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You it's know?
2: like you did mention about the happiness, though, because they always say you can't have rainbows without rain or storms. So yeah. I like everything that's like ebb and flow. It's got to be up and down. If you're always just constant, then you wouldn't know anything different.
0: And, and, you know, what what they don't understand is they want immediate gratification. And your final stage of life is enjoying your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. OK. So now let's say you're divorced, all right so now you either remarry or you or you don't right so holidays come, and everybody wants to see their kids on holidays or birthdays or anniversaries and so on and so forth. Now that time gets cut in half because now there's three sets of parents or possibly even four that I have to visit the kids with right mm-hmm. so like my nephew now has three sets of parents so Christmas day gets cut in half. He goes to see my brother till like maybe 12, one o'clock. That's it from like, you know, in the morning. So my brother gets to see his grandkids for like three hours. And then he just got to go to his mother's house. Right. And she gets to see her grandkids for like another three hours before they go home because kids screaming and she wants to go to sleep and so on and so forth. Right. And they don't, you don't think about this when, when you're going through divorce. I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys, are very traditional, whatnot, but in the Italian family, like Christmas Eve, is a, is huge. It's huge in in, a, in the Italian culture, mm-hmm. and they and we, you know, in our, our side of the family, we were always with my side of the family. Christmas Day, we we're always with, you know, her side, uh, you know, the, the in law side of the family. And you know, the grandkids aren't with my brother on Christmas Eve now because they have to chop up the time so much. And the same thing goes for birthdays. If the kid, you know, has a, as um, of, you know, the same thing goes for anniversaries. Ever any other special occasion? You got to, because you got to be even. You got to chop up all that time. So you could have been, you could have been in, in enjoying this last stage of your life with that, with your husband that you actually produced offspring with, and now has grandchildren. And instead, because you were selfish and not happy, you were literally cut the time in half that you get to spend with your grandkids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have a, we have, he was a saying our friend. Um. So he, his daughter, you know, he'll go pick the daughter up at the mom's house, like on say Christmas day, mm. then he'll drive out to his sister's or whatever. They'll spend, you know, six, seven hours or five hours, whatever it is. And then he has to drive back, drop her off back so she can spend, th- you know, back with her mom on Christmas. Mm. And then he'll get her like, uh oh sorry christmas eve and then drop it off on christmas day like it says he tells me man it 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 fucking tears him apart
0: of course it does and he's do never gonna, he said
1: he's never I mean like I thought maybe you know over time he becomes no he's like no man I'm never gonna be okay with that because you yeah. know like I just like it fucking sucks.
0: Yeah it does and they don't they don't really give a shit. Look women are are very very emotional. So they they feel if this makes any sense they feel unhappiness easier and harder than men do men could like kind of like deal with shit you know mm-hmm. but that still doesn't justify you breaking up the family because you know whatever the fucking reason is you know what i mean and and i you know and i was talking to my friend at work and i was like look dude there's three big signs if your wife is messing around the first one is is does she have any new hobbies that you don't you're not included with Are there there any new hobbies that is she, is she, is she watching any new shows? If she's listening to any new music, if she's doing anything new and he's, she's like, uh, he's like, he's giving me the bounce around answer roundabout, which means yes. Right. Because he's just embarrassed. And that's the other guy's interest that she's now interested in. Right. Mm -hmm. The the other thing is, um, is she hanging out with her girlfriends more and more and more, you know, or, or or her cousins or her girlfriends that she used to go out with when she was single, so on and so forth, you know, um, because, you know, she kind of wants to live that party life again. Right. And, and go out. And, uh, I said, the thirties, I was like, I was like, anything that you do, is it annoying to her? If you're, if you're brushing your teeth in front of her, is it annoying? If the way you sit down, is it annoying? If you snow when you sleep, is it annoying? Anything annoying? You know, those are three huge signs that your wife is just checked out, done. I'm gone. I don't, I don't, you know, and <laughs> You know, and of course, my friend was like, kind of like dancing around the question because the answer was yes, but he didn't want to admit it. Right? Yeah. No, there's, uh, there's, there's bliss in ignorance. Yeah. And sometimes I really wish I wasn't that good at human nature and judging people because I could tell right away. You know, I could see it. I could see it coming a mile away, you know, and, uh, you know, some people are better at it than others. And some people aren't some people can't see past their nose you know like jordan peterson is probably the best in the world at it right he's like a genius right he could have a conversation with you and know exactly what kind of person you are right and then there are people that um you know they can't they can't they can't figure anything out you know, they're like those little vacuums, those battery-operated vacuums that you put down on the floor and it just bounces into a wall and it goes to the other corner and bounces yeah. into the wall. You know, and that's how some people live their life, you know, and it's fucking, it's the truth, you know, it's, un, it's unbelievable. But sometimes it's like, you know, when my friend was telling me this, I knew right away. I was like, this girl's gone, man. She already checked out. She's already, she already, she's already <clears throat> gone. Did you tell him or did you like?
1: Well, what happened him. was
0: I, I was telling him that I was being supportive. And then there was a, there was a part of the conversation where I, I stopped the conversation because we were working together. And there was a part of the conversation where I stopped the conversation because if I continue this conversation, um, I'm going to be the bad guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And the conversation stopped when he said to me, he goes, no, the only thing is I was the only one my wife was ever with. And I was like, all right. We're done with this conversation. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. What what am I supposed to say to that? (laughs) You know? And then I just started talking about work because I was like, we have to get off this topic because not only am I going to get annoyed, but I'm going to wind up being the prick and, and, you know.
1: It's got to be draining. Listen to the, the, why are you trying to do some shit for work too? You know, like he's being supportive obviously, but then he comes with some shit like that.
0: I can't tell you how many guys gone through this man. And nobody gives a shit, dude. I mean, this the stats on men. And society doesn't give a shit. I mean, it's, it's just mind-blowing. Men are, men are three to five times more likely to successfully complete self-deletion. I know you can't say that word on YouTube, you know? Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, they're also 70% of self-deletion is men. And most of them are over 40, right? And the three reasons that most of them do that over 40 is, you know, some kind of terminal illness,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, financial or a terrible divorce, which usually ties into financial, Yeah, you know, because if you see, if you're over 40 or you're over 50 and you have more life in back of you than you do in front of you, the first thing you're going to lose is hope.
3: Mm.
0: How at 50 years old and I'm supposed to retire in 15 years, how am I going to get out of this hole that I'm in now that I'm on the street or I'm living in my, my, somebody's basement, you know, and I have to pay this incredible amount of child support and alimony for, until my kids are 18 or you know, whatever the case may be, you know, defend, depends on every every state, you know, since the Iraq war, there have been 90% of veterans are men. Since the Iraq war, there have been over 30,000 self-deletions from veterans. Nobody fucking talks about this shit, man. Nobody says a goddamn word about this, you know? Yeah, that's really sad. But, yeah. but the NFL has to wear a pink banner for the breast cancer awareness. <laughs>
1: that is true.
0: <clears throat> what is and, uh, your advice for men? Well, Here's what i was here's what I would say um, work on making a good living, okay? The majority of modern women don't want to build with you. See when we were young or when our parents were young, a couple got together in their twenties and they started a family together and I still believe that that is the best way to do it because if you start a family together at your twenties and you buy a home and you have children usually you have a savings, maybe one or both of you work, and you work. To me, the family unit is the best way to raise children. Statistically, you just—it's 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 just the fact, right? Mm-hmm. But today, generally speaking, women don't want to build; they want to walk into a relationship. And women have way too many choices today, with the birth of Instagram and um, uh, and uh, dating apps. They have way too many choices. So the average dude is getting left behind, you know. I, and my opinion was would be stay in shape try to make yourself as attractive as possible but also work on your money you want to make you want to get yourself to the point where you're making a good living and you're financially set so that you can attract a better quality female you know and and uh, even then it's not foolproof but if you want to get married and you want to have kids that's how i would that's that's the direction i would go you know, and it and it's very possible for these young guys today, if they're if they're very techy, um, to make really you know, to, to make high in the six figures, you know. It's very, very possible for that. I mean, you know, you only all you have to do is watch Fresh and Fit and see what the girls say, you know, about yeah. what they want in the man. And it's, you know yeah.
1: Well, you know, I was watching this thing on uh on TikTok or something like that, yeah or YouTube, whatever, yesterday night and it's mr beast one of mr beast things you know mm-hmm. and they were walking so one of the guys that works for mr beast was walking around in walmart asking anybody does he want to buy what's in the briefcase for five dollars and you know a bunch of people said no and this one kid the youngest shit was like okay i'll do it and mm-hmm. inside the fucking briefcase was ten thousand dollars <laughs> and the guy was like yeah. okay do you want this is your money now uh what do you think you are gonna do with it and he's like this is not real and you know it's like a and they're like, no, it really is real. This is your money now. We, you know, and, they, and then Mr. Beast came out and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah it's insane yeah. how fucking rich Mr. Beast has become off the yeah. internet and being there's just all, being all, tech savvy.
0: There's a lot of guys that uh I mean, if you if you started before and when YouTube was in the infancy, you're a lot more, you know, you are probably a lot more successful. But there's a lot of people that um that become wealthy off of social media, so on and so forth. But the problem is it's mostly the ridiculous. In this country, the, the stuff that goes viral is the ridiculous shit, mm-hmm. right? The pranks. I mean, there's, there's that one fat kid that walks in the park and just farts on people. And he's all over social media. I don't even know who he is. It's this big fat kid. And all he does is fart on people yeah. it's everywhere. Where I'm pretty sure, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the stuff that goes viral in China is usually the educational stuff. Mm. You know, um, so if you're like the t- kind of guy that like me who doesn't really do ridiculous shit, it's going to be a little tough. I mean, I try. Like I said, I do the news, which is funny. And I do guy talk and we get drunk and we're drinking and we're talking shit. Um, but I'm I'm not going to dress up like, uh, you know, there's that one guy that my wife loves that I can't stand. He never has a shirt on and he has a pet duck. And oh, I know you're talking, Tony, and Tony, then, something. And he's got a duck and all he does is completely drive his parents crazy, <laughs> which drives me nuts, which means you have no respect for your parents. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and my wife, I'm like, Hey, my wife's like, he has a duck. I was like, I don't give a shit. He's a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> and, and this is the, you know, look, I don't know if you saw Bill Burr's last special on Netflix. Uh uh-uh. Well, when he said that, you know, uh, Nobody supports the NBA because women aren't watching the, the WNBA. Rather, Nobody supports the WNBA because women aren't watching the WNBA. Mm-hmm. But women are watching the Kardashians, and that's why they're making a shitload of money. Yeah. Right? So if women would watch the WNBA, they'd be making a hell of a lot more money. But no, the women are watching this train wreck of a family. Right? <laughs> 100%, man. And, and they are making a shit ton of money. Yeah. You know, and this is what, the, this is what today's girls want to be. They look at... The Kardashians. They look at Cardi B, and they look at the, and this is what they think they need to be. They need to be a boss bitch. Meanwhile, they just fucking turn out to be terrible wives and mothers. It's really what what happens. Well, the funny you know? thing
2: about those people that mention like Cardi B, the Kardashians, and like uh, Beyonce and all them, like they're all singing about being independent women, single women, but they're with dudes.
0: Yeah, Beyonce is an exception to the rule. I mean, Beyonce is with Jay Z, and uh, from what I understand, I don't. You know, she really loves it, but she respects him and you can see it. You know, they did a documentary, you know, and, uh, so, you know, you have to, you have to have respect. You have to, you have to have a backbone. You have to, you have to, there has to be times in a relationship when you with your girl or your wife or so on and so forth. And you go, no, that's not happening. You can scream and yell and twist your words around. I don't give a shit. That's not happening. Right. I did it. I did it last week. Right. My wife owns a hair salon. Okay. And um, right next to the hair salon is like this bakery, okay? And there are these girls that work in the bakery, right? And they know who I am because I stop in to visit my wife, maybe on a weekend or something like that when she's working. And then I go next door to the bakery because they really do make good stuff in them, whatever, blah, 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 right? So there's one girl that works there. I mean, but she's married. She's like in her 30s and she works there, okay? Now, I don't know why she works there. She's not the owner. She works there. Whatever. I don't give a shit. She knows who I am. She knows I'm Melissa's husband. She talks to me when I'm in there. Dude, I've been going to the gym that I go to now for almost a year. I see her almost every day in the gym because she's a gym head. She completely and totally ignores me and walks past me in the gym, but she knows exactly who I am. So my wife says the owner of the of the of the of the uh, of the bakery is having a Halloween party. We're invited. I was like, well, I'm not going. So my wife is like, "Why aren't you going?" I was like, "Cause Ashley ignores me. I'm gonna to go to a party where people are gonna ignore me. No, I'm not going. Yeah, you know." <laughs> and my wife is, and my wife goes, "Well, do it for me." I was like, "No, I don't, I'm not going. Period. That's it." I was like, "You can go. I'm not going. You know." And there has to be that. There has to be that because if you just if you just okay all right I'll go and then the people that you're around don't respect you. I mean, you just. You're just going to lose respect on all angles. Even your wife is even going to lose respect. You're okay with a person like literally snubbing you, you know? I mean, that's just pathetic.
2: Well, that's like guys that try to chase after women that don't want them. It's like, why would you want to keep chasing after somebody
0: that doesn't like you? Dude, the worst thing you could possibly do is chase a girl uh, that doesn't, that doesn't, that, 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 you know, girls, everybody wants to talk about men are addicted to porn. Women are addicted to attention. All you have to do is, is look at Instagram. I mean, literally, every other girl's Instagram is uh, pictures of themselves half naked with a link tree up at the top with their OnlyFans and the Cash app.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: every picture every day, right? So now you're giving her even excessive attention, whether it is at work or at, at fucking school or, or at the gym or wherever you see this girl and you're just constantly trying to concentrate. Would you realize that that girl's DM? dms are loaded and she has the pick of the litter and the guy that she wants doesn't want her yeah that's how it works so the more you're nice and everything and blah 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 blah, oh you know let me take you out and so on so forth and and and, you know whatever and then you get friend zoned Mm -hmm. you know because 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 you're a pussy because you know and it's like i have i do this I i do a lot of bodybuilding stuff right and twice a month, I have pro bodybuilders that come on and we talk about bodybuilding. So I had this one girl who's pro, but she's not a pro bodybuilder. There's, there's, there's other categories. Mm-hmm. okay. Her name is Nicole Sullivan. She's married. She has a kid. This girl is a knockout. This girl is stupid hot. okay. And that's basically why I wanted her on because I wanted the views. right? This girl <laughs> yeah. is smoking hot. And I actually said to her, I said, Nicole, I know you're married. I know you got a kid and everything. I said, but how many DMs do you get on a daily basis on average? She goes, I don't know. I can't even keep up. I was like, look, I will tell you how many DMs I get on average. I said, the only DMs I get is if I reach out to somebody for an interview.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Other than that, my my average DM every day is zero. I get nothing. Unless, and I, And I'm like, I'm on the East Coast. I have a podcast. I have a YouTube channel. I don't think I'm an ugly dude. I'm in shape. I make good money. I get nothing, right? I go, how many? She goes, I don't know. I said 500. She goes, more. A day? Yeah. I said, I said a thousand. She goes, probably between 500 and a thousand. Wow. Yeah. Hey, hey,
1: fuck you, Dan. Hey, hey, you don't want to talk to me. Fuck you, Dan. I don't like you
0: anyways. I mean, so, and, and, and they're ignored and she ignores majority of them because she's married. You know what I mean? And it's like, and you and and you could go on our instagram and see what a husband and her and her daughter together you know what i mean uh but uh guys you know so that the you know the, the the girls have the choices have so much choice that the guys the regular average dudes they're just going to get left in the wind. the worst thing you could do is just fucking chase it's the worst thing you could do it's not going to work well yeah, it's I like when this, i send a
2: i found this podcast like uh a- a while back, it's called like How to Talk to Girls, this guy named Trip Kramer, I think it's the name of it, which mm-hmm. is called Trip Advice or something. And he basically says the same thing. He's always like, if a woman's not showing
0: you attention, stop giving her the attention. That's it, man. That's it. It's a, it's a waste of time. So it's a, it's, a, it's a complete and total waste. You know how I knew I was going to marry my wife? I mean, I've been with my wife for 12 years. We've been married for seven, but. I was I was living in New York at the time. She was in Jersey, and I went to the gym with my friend, and uh, she was going to the gym with a dude, right? And I don't like when – I never liked when girls had guy friends, you know. She was going to the gym. Uh, if I wanted to get serious with a girl, I never liked when she had guy friends. She was going to the gym with this guy, Junior, who I've I've met, and he's an okay dude, right? But she would go to the gym with him, like, almost every night with this guy, Junior. Okay, so I'm talking to my – I'm working out. I'm talking to my friend. I was like, I don't like – you know, her name's Alyssa. I was like, Alyssa goes to the gym with this guy, Junior. Man, I don't like that. And my friend's like, just tell her. So now I'm I'm driving home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to call her. I'm going to tell her. And I'm expecting a fight. I'm expecting, don't tell me who I can hang out with. There's no ring on my finger. I've known Junior longer than I've known you. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm expecting. So I call her up and I was like, Alyssa, I, I really don't like the idea that you're going to the gym with Junior. I don't, you know, I don't like that you're going with a dude. And she goes, okay. And I went, okay. She goes, yeah, I just won't go with him anymore. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And she goes, she goes, I'm not going to risk something that could be really good because I go to the gym with Junior. I just won't go with him. I'll go with one of my girlfriends. I'll go by myself. And right then and there, I was like, this, this girl's marriage material. Right there. Boom. I knew right away.
2: Well, you generally, the, when there's a guy clinging on, he will just waiting for an opportunity to slide in.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: You know, They're just not so, open and honest about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't have girlfriends. Any girl that I have. I have have a couple of friends that are girls that I went to high school with that we keep in touch, whether it's through Facebook or text message or a phone call here and there. But, you know, one is married, lives in Florida and has a family. And the other one is divorced and lives, you know, on her own with her son. And that's it. You know what I mean? That's, That's the extent of it. And literally, like, months could go by without me fucking texting her or whatever the girl from florida you know came up she's like i'm coming to new york to visit visit my mother and all this shit i was like she's like uh, you know let's hang out you know i was like all right you know you know it's different you know it was, yeah. it was with my wife she was with her husband and you know the kid and so on and so forth you know right but to have a guy friend that just clings to you you just look like a fool, man. What like is that everybody. saying? Uh,
2: a shoulder to cry on is a dick to ride on. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Right. But, you know, it's it's worse than that, dude. Like, this is in the summertime. Uh, everybody goes to the Jersey Shore because we live in Jersey. Now, there are certain parts of the Jersey Shore that are younger no certain parts that are older, okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, me and my wife go to the older part, and it also depends on the day. So, like, if you go on a Sunday, it's, it's usually an older crowd, because it's Sunday, and guys, people have off from work, and so on, and so forth. Uh, you go on a Saturday, it's usually younger. You go on a Monday, they call it strippers and clippers, because only hairdressers and strippers have off on Mondays, so <laughs> all, they all go, right? Blah, 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 blah. So, me and my wife, uh, we, we go, I forgot the name of the, of the beach, and it's nice, actually. They have a bar, and then usually have a band, and you're at the beach and you're just chilling, you're drinking. And there were these like three white girls in their probably early twenties that were attractive. And they were kind of constantly standing up on the beach because they want attention. But then there were like two dudes that were with them, but they were like either Indian or Middle Eastern or um, maybe, you know, possibly Trinidad. You know, it's not, not American looking. They might've been born here, but not American. And, They were there and you clearly see it to buy them drinks and take the pictures for them. They weren't in the pictures. Okay. They they weren't in the pictures. They were taking the pictures with them. And then, you know, they were buying them drinks. And then when the guy like tried to whisper something in one of the girl's ears, she did like this dance move, like backed away. So she wasn't looking to see that he was she was with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, have some self-respect dude, like walk away. I could never fucking do that. You know? And this is it's just more more attention, you know. It's pathetic. Right, why don't you ask me something else? <laughs> Unless what? this is what you want to talk about.
2: No, this is good, man. No, this is really oh. good. All right. Um, so like what would you say to a younger guy that's growing up? Like I know like an older man, like you can tell him like, hey, you know, don't put up with bullshit or whatever, but somebody that's fresh, like into dating. Like, what's some advice you would have for them? All right. The
0: problem is... Uh, instead, of like, they don't have a, a male role model at home. Yeah. Okay. The problem is young kids don't grow up the way I grew up. They don't have a crowd of kids that are on the wild side, if that makes sense. So w- when you grow up and you... You know, when I lived in Brooklyn and then I had lived in Staten Island, whatever... You know, I had a group of friends that the guys were a little bit on the wild, so they were rough around the edges, Mm -hmm. which means that girls came and went. You know, even if you had a girlfriend, you were messing around with another girl. You know what I mean? And that made you more attractive because let's face it. I mean, girls like guys that can get other girls. Mm -hmm. All right. Girls don't like guys that completely submit to them. They don't. So, you know, you would be with your friends and you'd be hanging out on the corner because this is way before Netflix and way before fucking PlayStation and way before fucking, you know, the internet. And you'd be, you know, 18, 19 years old and you'd be hanging out on the corner with your friends and um, you'd be drinking or smoking weed or getting into fights or whatever the case may be, right? I mean, what boys used to do all the time those kind of guys those kind of kids got it those kind of kids got it and the girls like those kind of guys okay and the thing is the majority of those guys had fathers and they guided them we we get that you're a boy we get that you're a man but we we we're p- p- putting you in a we're putting you in a lane where you're masculine but you have to be responsible at the same time so then you create a guy that is uh very masculine but he's responsible. You still got to take care of your family. Still got to take care of your kids. Still got to put food on the table. Still got to pay for everything. But every once in a while on the side, you do what you got to do. right? And that's that's the generation. So we don't have that anymore. Now the generation, the majority is raised by women or weak men, and they're told to put women on a pedestal. You know they're told treat women like they are goddesses, treat her like a princess. This is what they're told, right? And don't display any insecurity, You know if if uh, don't display any you know overly masculine. Don't don't you know you know don't you can't be dominant. You know that that kind of thing. Blah 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 blah. So now if I'm talking to a young kid that's grown up like that, he's looking at me like I have three heads, right? He's looking at me like, what are you talking about, like? I would never, I would never cheat on my girlfriend. I would, I would never do something like that. And I'm like, well, you know, you're gonna learn the hard way, you know. I mean, so when you're a young dude, I, you know, you, you try to tell the guys, you know, listen, work on yourself, get in shape, look good, work on your money, make your, make girls the third or fourth choice in your life. You know, it should be you, your money, or your career, right? The gym friends and your girlfriend is fourth, fourth or fifth, right? And what that happens is that the girl yearns for you when that happens. You know, when you make her first, there's no yearning anymore. You're always there, right? And uh but what happens is when I tell a young guy that they think I'm crazy. They literally think I'm crazy because they've been told the complete opposite their entire life. And then they then they learn the hard way, you know. Then they fucking learn the hard way, you know. Um, because what happens is girls will through their twenties will usually, you know, because they have so much of a choice today, they have so much of a selection. They'll go after the bad boy and they'll go after the prick, you know, and they'll go after the guy that was just in jail with a neck tattoo and all this shit. Right. And then when it's time to settle down, they'll, they'll, they'll choose the safe choice. You know, the feminine guy, the guy with no backbone, the guy that's not going to put up a fight, whatever you want to do, the guy that's going to get on her program. And that kind of relationship is is doomed, doomed.
2: You're basically a doormat.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that kind of relationship is doomed. Now, my friends that I work with that are my age that come from my generation have good relationships, right? Because they drive their wife fucking crazy. That's why, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the younger guys that come in, you know, the guys that are in their 20s and they have girlfriends or 30s, like, like, like my friend that's, you know, going through this whole thing, it's, uh, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. So it's difficult to get through these young guys. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very difficult, you know? Uh, but, I, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, and um, not to mention that, um, you know, the world is saying we don't need a man. You know, we don't need men. Uh, women don't need men. Society doesn't need men. Do you know what kind of message you send in that, that fucking 18-year-old kid that's lost you know, that has no role model, and then and then some girl on TikTok is going, We don't need men, we could do whatever men do, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, you're basically saying you're useless. Yeah. But you know, would you tell that to your son? Would you tell that to your nephew? Would you tell that to your brother? You know, that we don't need you? Would you tell that to your son? When that girl has a son, would she tell that to her son? The world doesn't need you. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous, man. It's it's poison. Do you, you ever you watch uh,
2: naked and afraid? Yes, I know exactly
0: what you're going to say. Yeah.
2: So basically yeah. on that show, you know, they'll have people that try to be like a dominant woman or whatever. And then they usually get mad at the guy for not helping them out when they start yeah. struggling. Right. Right, right.
1: right. Well, you know, but you want to be the top, right? So go and do it. Shit. I'll yeah, go and do it.
2: You know, listen, I mean, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, men and women. I think we just need to have balance, man.
0: Like, but, the, you, but the problem is the problem is the men are raised like women. The the, the women are trying to be raised like Men. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. It doesn't work. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's like I said, it's the, it's the, it's the lady cop thing, right? She's trying to mimic masculinity by getting extremely aggressive off the bat. And that's not masculine. Masculinity is being reasonable at first and violence or aggression is the last thing because every guy knows that there's a line. Mm -hmm. We didn't cross that line yet. I'm trying to be reasonable here. We didn't cross that line yet. Right. And, and it's the same thing with women in, um, in corporate jobs, you know, they come, they come off as a bitch, but it's like, that's, you know, but the thing is like, they want to step into the, to a world and have the world change around them. They don't want to step into the world and change with them. Yeah. So, uh, so like when I'm with my friends, right. Or when I'm working, we break each other's balls constantly, but it's out of fun. It's how we bond. Mm -hmm. Right. I got a friend, Steve. He's one of my best friends, a black guys from the Bronx. He's always on guy talk with me. One, and one time we, we, we get we're, we work in the sewer. So we we work in the sewer. So we get paid time to take a shower and get dressed to put on our street clothes and go home. And then our work clothes stay there. And we actually have uh, a laundromat in work where we could do our clothes there our work clothes, you know. So he tastes this big fat guy he's got his big belly, you know. He takes off his clothes to get in the shower. It was like, I was like, Steve, you look like a half sucked milk dud. Right? <laughs> and,
3: and, and,
0: and, and he got, he did the same thing you guys. It's just hysterical laughing, right? So now you try to, you try to treat. The girls like uh, the girls always say, "Oh, I'm just like one of the guys," but you can't do that to a girl, you know. Mm-hmm. If you do that to a girl, it is oh my god, you're offensive. Yeah. That's offended, you know. And then it's the tears, or so on and so forth, you know. You you'll have a you'll have a, you know, if you're fucking up at work and the manager calls you in, your supervisor goes, "Look here, John," blah 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 blah. This is you know you're doing A, B, and C, and you know, you're doing it wrong, or whatever. And it's just like, all right, you know, most guys, most guys, I mean, there are some guys that are bitches that won't be accountable and they point the finger everywhere, but most guys would be like, all right, all right. Yeah. I fucked up. All right. Mm-hmm. That won't happen again. And I'll correct what I did wrong. And, you know, we had a girl that worked there and she made a bad mistake, like really bad, you know, and she was a supervisor and she got called into the office and they told her, look, you know, one other engineer there, call her out. Cause she was an engineer, right? She's not a real engineer. That's what they, that's their title. I called her out and she made a mistake and she made it, it was, it was a, it was a bad mistake. Okay. It wasn't like something simple. So they called her into the management and they told her what she did wrong and so on and so forth. And believe me, with today's like, you know, PC culture, you have to be very nice when you t- when you're calling somebody out. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially with, with women. And what did she do? She cried. Mm. Just like, oh, so, well, what are we doing here? Do you know what I mean? Like you want to be in a man's world, but I can't even tell you what you did wrong. I mean, you know, she just fucking cried. And it's like, like, it's very, you know, we've only been working together for the last like 30, 40 years, really. Right. Men and women. Yeah. And it's like, you almost don't even know how to get along. I mean, the whole reason guys wear suits to work at a corporate job is because it's supposed to, you're supposed to look like a uniform. It's supposed, everybody's supposed to look the same. Right. So you have a woman that like wears a mini skirt and heels and she's hot as fuck and she's got a banging ass and you're like, oh, I can't look, you know, can't fucking look at her, you know, and it's it's not fucking easy, <laughs> you know, so it's like I'm not saying that it can't work or can't work out or whatever the case may be. But um, but the majority of, of fields that women are still picking, I mean, are still social work, teaching, nursing, still very compassionate, uh emotional, um, sociable jobs, right? Um, I mean, 60% of college students now are are women or girls. And it's uh the boys are going, going to college less and less, right? Um, and uh, the majority of girls are still picking, you know, teaching, social work, nursing, so on and so forth, blah, 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 you know. You know, but here's the thing if they do go into business or law school, they, you know, they want the positions of power to be equal, right? But when it comes to the blue collar thing, and let me tell you something blue collar guys make good money, man. Mm -hmm. I've been making over six figures for the last 12 years, you know, well over six figures for the last 12 years. Blue collar guys make good money. And I think it's like 99% of bricklayers are men. You know, uh, 90% of sewer workers are men, 90% of electricians are men, 90% of plumbers are men. So why aren't we having a discussion about how to make it equal on all ends? Because they don't want to do those jobs. They don't want to do the dangerous jobs. They don't want to be, like I said, an iron worker standing on a, a, you know, 30 stories, 40 stories in the air in the middle of New York City, right? right, Soldering or whatever the case, whatever the hell they're doing. Right? They don't want to do the dangerous jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm in... There are times I'm working in a spot in the sewer where there's a gate and the gate is closed. And right behind that gate gate is the actual sewer worker, the sewer water rushing in. Mm. Okay. If that gate opens, right? Like if that engineer makes a mistake and thinks we're out of there and thinks we're out of that spot and we're not, and he opens it, you drown. You're dead. Fuck. Right. So and not to mention, when you get the job as a sewer worker, they they give you a list. Of diseases that you can get because you're exposed to all this new bacteria and they say give this to your doctor if you get sick have them check for one of these and there's shit i never heard of on it i have no no fucking clue what it, what it is you know and so these the girls don't want to take those jobs which is fine you don't have to but at least give us the respect that we do those jobs that are mandatory because if those jobs don't get done the infrastructure falls apart mm-hmm. dude we'll all you get know? fucking sick yeah, 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 right, right, exactly. The infrastructure will completely and totally fall apart. Your car won't get fixed. You won't have a plumber come to your house. you you know, the elect. You won't be able to get your lights on because the electricity. I mean, you know. So just all we're asking, all men want is just some respect. Some respect when you walk in the house. Some respect that you're busting your ass and you're putting food on the table. That's all we're asking for. And it's it's just with the narrative that that's going on where, you know, you know, men ain't shit. And, uh, you know, um, we don't need men and all this crap. It's just, it's a sad state of affairs because you, you need it. Yep. It's not, Jonah Peterson said, it's not okay to be a man. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. It to be a man because who is going to do these jobs? Ju- there are, there are electricians and then there are high voltage electricians that work on, on, on a cabling that's 600 volts or more, you know, and it's extremely dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it's, uh, my brother is one of them. my, my, my middle brother, Dominic, I would never tell this to my oldest brother. My middle brother, Dominic is one of the best electricians I've ever met in my life. He puts me to shame. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to shine his shoes. Okay. So I was an electrician about 10 years before I took the job as the sewer worker in New York mm-hmm. city. And I remember I did, he said, you, you want to work this weekend? I have a job to do. I said, okay, yeah. So I said, I'll work. All right, cool. You know, pay me for the day. He needs help. So we go to this old, this is a few years back. We go to this old season robot. Old, like, the, 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 like the, the building is like 100 years old. If you go into the electrical room in a new building, all the, electrical, uh, all the electrical stuff is in a panel, in big panels, okay? And there's a switch right there. So you can shut the power off right there. Then you open up the panel and there's, there's all these basically safety items that come first before you actually work on the panel. When you go into an old electrical room, there is none of that. All the copper, all the transformers is exposed. You're literally walking into a room full of copper and full of electricity. And one, one fucking bad move and you're done. Yeah. Right. So I'm walking in there now. I shit in my pants because I never fucking did this before. And my middle brother does it like, you know, like like it's nothing. Right. He's like that. It's the same thing. It's just that it's not in the cabinet and there's no switch. And I'm like, (laughs) well, yeah, I'm used to safety, (laughs) you know, and, you know, there's just there's just no. And it's fucking sad, man. Because, like I said, you want your son to grow up in a world. If you're if you're a woman who has a son, do you want your son to grow up in a world like that, where nobody appreciates him, nobody fucking respects him? You know, what if he what if he comes home with a girl that says, you know, um, you know, no, you ain't shit. You know, or emasculates him in front of you. You're not going to like that. You know, as a woman, you're not going to like that. As a mother, you're not going to like that. You know, and then you're going to wind up hating your daughter. Well, I see it, see it all the time. I could literally, I could literally, I could literally. I can literally say that that's what's going to happen you know and anyway it's just a sad state of affairs man what do you think about
2: like like how like we're having all these mass shootings do you think that's attributed to how men are
0: treated 100 percent. you have a group of young men young white men because right now white guys are the ones that are the most um emasculated, if you will, you know, well, you're just a white, you're a white guy, male, white privilege. And you can't have an opinion. And, you know, you hear that shit all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have these young guys who get no attention from girls. They're awkward. They don't have a positive role model in their life. They don't, they're lost. They don't know what to do with themselves. They have no idea. They're bullied. Girls laugh at them. So on and so forth. They're ignored. They go through life, ignored and then they get to 16, 17, 18 and the testosterone kicks in and how do men act out they act out with violence and then that's what happens yeah i'm going to take it out on the world i'm fucking acting out and they grab their parents fucking semi-automatic rifle or whatever the case may be and they pick a spot and that's it and then they usually off themselves you know and it's 100% the, the the reason, but nobody wants to talk. Nobody says that. You know, nobody talks about that. They immediately go to, "Oh, we got to get rid of guns." That's not going to solve the problem. You have a you have a generation. You have Generation Z, and now you have an, a a younger generation than that that's coming up that is not appreciated, not respected, lost. Doesn't doesn't know what to do. with Women women are telling them that they are they that there it's no use for them. They that we don't need men so on and so forth. And they're literally being ignored because look, if you're 18 and hot, if you're at eight, you don't even have to be 18 and hot. You can be 18 and above average with, with big tits or a big ass, right. You don't even have to be smoking hot and you're on, and you're on uh, Instagram and some, you know, 30 year old guy, a 35 year old guy, and you're 19 or 18 and he's got money because he's already set. And, you know, if he, you know, he says, you know, let's get together or I'll fly you out to wherever, you know, I'll pay for everything. I mean, you're the, the, the girl, the kid in college or the kid in that community college or the kid in the neighborhood or the kid from high school, they got no shot. Yeah. They got no chance. And it happens all the time. This is not, but I mean, all you got to do is watch fresh and fit. I mean, they, you know, how many girls do they come on that podcast every single day? And they're different every day. I think they're up to like 1500 girls wow. at this point, you know, <laughs> And it's every goddamn day, you know. And that, and this is what they want to be. They want, they want this. They want to get, you know. Look, if I was single, last year I made last year on the books I made one hundred twenty thousand, right? And then with side work, because I still do electrical work on the side, and then I have my podcast and the YouTube channel, I probably made about one hundred fifty thousand dollars for last year, okay? And I have a house, and I have a nice car, and I have a Harley Davidson, and I'm forty six years old, and if I was single. How difficult would it be for me to fucking talk to a 30-year-old girl or a 28-year-old girl who's hot and say, yeah, you know, come to New York. I'll fly you out. I mean, how much is a plane ticket? Fucking 500 bucks for a round yeah, trip ticket? Easy. Right? I mean, yeah. And, they, and some girl from fucking Kansas City's never been to New York City before. I'm like, yeah, I'm 20 minutes away from New York City. We can go have, a, have go with a dinner and hang out in New York. Or are you going to hang out with the, with the guy your age who's working at CBS trying to get through college in Kansas City? Yeah, You know, it's so, and then, yeah, of course. So then you have these guys that are just, and they, and you see them, they literally all of them, like all of them come from father's homes or wrecked homes and they're all white. They're all very awkward. They're all no social skills. You know, they all say, Oh, he's very quiet, you know?
1: Maybe they need to go with you to the uh, $15 pussy palace.
0: I'm telling. Well, now it's not 15 bucks <laughs> Okay, it's sorry. 50, man. Yeah, he yeah. my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, that was 1980 when it was 15. Oh. No. You know, um but uh, yeah, man, it's 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 fucking sad and nobody addresses it. And if you don't address it, it's just going to get worse. And it is getting worse.
2: Do you, you think dating would change for women if prostitution was legalized here? Like do you think less guys would take women
0: out on dates? if they no. knew they could go on a page. No cuz you, you, the majority of the majority of guys are still simps. I mean, let let's let's break that down for a second. All right? How different is prostitution versus OnlyFans?
1: Well, on, I mean, prostitution you actually you get to fuck them. On only right. unless you unless you're doing like a unless you're doing like a fan meetup, you're not fucking them. But on the, yeah, the but on, 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 on the, the, the prostitution thing, if I say and arrange a price with the girl,
0: the hooker. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant how many guys would still date a girl if she was a prostitute. No, 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 As no, opposed no, 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 to. No, okay, I, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. I don't think guys, I don't think the majority of guys would, would pay for it. Cause I think they are. I, I, I <sighs> look, man, when you grow up rough, the getting pussy and making money is like the two things that guys value and the further you, the further you get away from like the street, if you will.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That the further away that gets, you know. Um, generations ago, like I said, when my father was in the military in the early '60s, and he was married. They got he got married to my mother before he went into the military, right? Mm-hmm. My mother was 87 years old. My father died 2004, whatever. They would still go to a fucking whorehouse because he was in the Philippines, or he was stationed in Hawaii, or he was stationed in. Uh, I think he was stationed in the Philippines, Hawaii. I think Alabama. I don't remember where else. Right for two years, and they all would do it. It would all go. Man, today it's like these these guys, these young guys. It's like man, they just oh my god, I would, I could never. What if you know what kind of diseases and what 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 this and what that's like, dude? You're fucking getting laid. Who gives a shit. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean it's just. You know, it's there. No, I don't think if prostitution was legal because it is legal in some states, and even if it's not legal, it's like it's you know, it's like a harmless vice. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not legal over here in New York and New Jersey, but it's everywhere. Yeah, you know, because I am oh, Sorry, I can. No, nah, I can make a phone call right now. I can make a text message right now and tell my wife I'm going out with my friends if I really wanted to. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't. You know, it does. It. Does, but it's it's a different generation, dude. It's just. Yeah, so I I I I thought you meant would if a prostitution was legal, would guys still date the girl who's a prostitute? Oh, okay, I thought that's what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're no. saying with that situation, guys definitely would. Yeah, absolutely, because they're still dating girls that are only fans oh. on OnlyFans, <laughs> and there's you too. know, you know, and there are girls on OnlyFans. OnlyFans is you know, there's no limit. You could do whatever you want. You could, and it, and it's a slippery slope. That's what my wife has a, uh, a friend who used to work for, my wife has a hair salon. She used to work for her. And, um, uh, she, uh, doesn't work for anymore. She works for another salon and she has an only She's She's very attractive girl. She mm-hmm. girls on knock. Okay. And, uh, my wife told me, you know, uh, so-and-so has an only And I'm like, you know, there was two sides to me. The one side was like, I really want to see it. And the other side was like, <laughs> and, and, and the other side was like, what is this girl thinking? Because what they don't understand, right. Is, Every time you do something or push the envelope and you justify it, it, it it just gets greater and greater, right? Okay. So let's say you're just gonna do some bikini shots. Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm just gonna be in a bikini and I'm gonna charge, you know, ten dollars a month and I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a bikini, you know. And then because on OnlyFans, this you can actually interact with people. Mm-hmm. Right? Some girls are interacting with them, but other girls have management that actually interact with some girls. You could actually, you know, interact with them. And somebody comes along and says, listen, t- take naked pictures. I'll give you, you know, I'll send you $200 to take naked pictures. And that's a lot easier than $10 a month. And you go, all right, so I'm just naked. 200 bucks. Okay. Now I could charge $15 a month. But listen, you know, I'll give you 500 bucks. You know, just, you know, I'll, I'll send you the dildo. Just just play with yourself with the dildo, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll pay you 500. And now I can charge $20 a month because now this guy's paying me 500. And then I'm going to be playing with a dildo. Which' just the dildo. It's not another dude. And then it just—it's just a domino effect. Kind of like a gateway. Yeah. It's—it's it's, it's inevitable. It's like the girl who's the shot girl at the strip club. Well <laughs> you said. are this—you are this close. You might as well be the stripper.
1: Well, it's because. And, and, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, good. No, it's because, like, you know, I when I worked there, I was like, man, why do we have so many waitresses? That I mean, was like, like two hundred of them at one time. I felt like yeah. at the club, and my boss goes. That's the next stripper. Give her two right. weeks; she'll be stripping because the money's so good. The strippers yeah, are yeah. gonna when they get a water for the stripper. Stripper's gonna give you a five dollar or ten dollar bill. Keep it, and right. they're like, "Wow, you make." And then they start talking, and next thing you know, oh, you guys are making two thousand dollars a weekend, right? I'm only making like three hundred, four hundred bucks, right? And we'll want you fucking take your shirt off and fucking become a stripper. With you don't you don't have to go in the VIP. You just you, yeah, just, exactly. you, just, you just do it out of here on, on main stage if you want. Yeah.
0: And then these, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the truth. And these girls, see, these girls don't have a male role model, a father that at 12 years old, when she wants to start dating, you know, when she wants to start dressing sexy, you know, and when wear makeup and so on and so forth, they don't have a, a father to go take that shit off your face, take that makeup off your face and, 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 and go put on something else. You're not wearing that. They don't, they don't have that. That's looked at as, that's looked at as barbaric. That's looked at as like you know, controlling and you're just trying to raise a decent human being. You know, I mean, what do you think is going to happen if you're a fucking stripper? You think that that girl is going to turn out to be, Oh, I can get married and have children and be responsible. Well, fucking of course not. Her whole agenda is to get money from guys that are fucking that are, are there to, you know, get off. They, she's going to look at guy guys like a trick. That's her whole yeah. fucking job. So she never had a male role model to to, to put her on uh, the straight the straight and narrow. And now she basically looks at guys like they're like they're nothing but a trick, right? How can I get more money out of this guy? You know, um, you know it's twenty dollars a lap dance, but if you give me fifty, you know, we'll, we can go for three songs. You know, you know, and the guy, oh, okay, you know, and and that's the whole fucking the whole fucking. They were going to the private room for five five hundred dollars. You know, if you're in like hustler or one of the better clubs, you know, and, and, you know, and that, you know, what do you think you're going to marry that girl? And she's going to take your kids to school in the morning. You know, It just doesn't make any sense. So on that level, when you talk
2: to the, like, say that Sarah J and what was the other ones, Alexis something, Alexis Golden, Sarah yeah. J,
0: Nikki Jackson. Yeah. Now the, which ones are single Sarah J, Nikki Jackson, a single Alexis Golden is married, but she did not want to talk about her private life much. Mm -hmm. So did they, the ones that are single, did they have a hard time finding men from what they do? Well, they have a hard time finding men that take them serious. Yeah. They, they have plenty of, they have plenty of men that want to bang them. Mm -hmm. You know, the day after I interviewed Nikki Jackson, she was actually really cool. And we got along really well. We probably, we probably got along better. We were actually talking a little bit after the interview, you know, like, And it's good that she lives in Vegas and I live in Jersey because, right. (laughs) Uh, And, and, and we got along really well. She was really cool. Like no shit. And the next day she said to me, I've been seeing this. She, she messaged me on Instagram. She's like, I've been seeing this guy and I found out that he's married. And I'm like, in my head, I'm going, well, you know, well, he took a picture and I could see the wedding ring. And then there's like a, in the back, there's a, what do they do? What are those little toilets for kids? Where they train them to potty potty um, train them? Damn, I forgot what they. So he's obviously married and has kids, right? And it's clearly a wedding ring, like mm-hmm. right? clearly a wedding ring. Now I don't wear a wedding ring because between working in the sewer and going to the gym and so on and so forth, I and none of the men in my family ever wore wedding rings, right? And we're probably more faithful than fucking, but whatever. Um, and i and in my head I'm going, I mean. You're not you're 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 in your 40s, you're not stupid. We had a great conversation. You had to know that he was married, right? I mean, it's very simple. I can't get together this night. I can't want to get together that night. No, I can't, I can't talk to you right now. Okay. I'm busy. I'm working overtime or whatever the case may be. I can't, you know, can't talk. And you know, you kind of and and then the 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 emotional stimulation comes in, like the yearning for this person comes in. And the I the I, you know, and I said, Well, did you have sex with him already? She goes, Oh, yeah, like four or five times. And I was like, Uh, And she goes, oh, and we're, you know, we're hanging out. And then he canceled on me. He canceled on me because he's married and he has kids. But then the, you know, the emotional yearning comes in. Like this guy is not easy to get. And then she wants him even more. And the fact that he has a wife, so this guy is so valuable that somebody married him and had children with him. That shows that he could, you know, support, financially support, so on and so forth. She clearly knew she wasn't stupid. That you know that she he was he was married, and then when she showed me the picture and said that he's married, she still hung out with him. So what do you think this guy's going to do? leave his wife and his kid? He's just looking to bang you because you got giant tits and you're hot, and he's going to be gone. And and you know, uh, you know, at the most you might be a side chick if he has if he has the money. At the most, you know. So does she just like forget what she does for a living though? No. What you got to understand is that. These girls really believe that what they do for a living is what they do for a living. And their private life is completely different. They, you know, they truly believe that it's like when you're, I don't know if you guys ever were with an escort or a prostitute, like when they don't, when they refuse to kiss you, mm-hmm. they're like, no, we're kissing. I don't, I don't kiss like that's you know. so intimate. Right. And it, it's the same difference. Like, no, that's what I do in my job. That's not who I am. That's just my job. When I date somebody, I, I, you know, I have these standards and the guys are looking at them like you're crazy it's like oh you just got fucked all day like what yeah. you know and uh so yeah the guys will bang you especially when you're in your 40s because why would i want to lock down a girl in her 40s she can't give me kids she's been she's she's been riding a carousel for 40 years <laughs> yeah, why, why, why? <laughs> you know i mean yeah, seriously you know so it's like and do i care if if she thinks the sex is good I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm banging this for a fucking porno chick. She has giant tits. She's got this. These fake lips and these stupid eyelashes. And,
2: you know, but you know, so like, there's like a sense of delusion then.
0: For women. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But but you, you've seen the delusion on Fresh and Fit. Yeah. And on Andrew Tate, you've seen the, the level of delusion these girls have. I mean, it's ridiculous. No slut like, shaming. Even... No no slut shaming. Yeah. No slut shaming. You need shame in your life to keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Because,
2: like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of those girls on that show will talk about they want a guy to have X amount of shit, but they don't really have anything
0: going besides their looks. They have nothing going for them and their looks are going to go. Yeah. Okay. there's a difference between a girl who's very attractive and and who's young. Right. There are, there, there are girls that are, I see girls in the gym and I'm like, that girl's cute, but she's really just young
3: mm-hmm. and
0: they have, they have, you know, they have very nice skin and they have beautiful hair and, you know, um, they're, they're shapely because they're young. But, you know, 10 years from now when two kids, yeah, you know, and even if you get a mommy makeover, it's not the same. Yeah. Everybody has a shelf life. Well, you know, it's, it's like, they say, the
1: same. um, there's a girl on the internet on Instagram right now. They can probably get on a yacht of a, from yeah. a guy's yacht, right? right. Or well, a yacht. A, a, and then they're like, there's a guy that owns the yacht that had to work his ass off to get that yacht. That's the only way he's getting on the yacht is because he owns right. it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, 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 uh, Andrew Tate made a, uh, analogy about chess. You know, his father was a chess champion, like a mm-hmm. world champion chess player. And he made an analogy and he believes that it's, it was, it was there purposely. And he actually said the queen can move everywhere in the board. Mm hmm. But the king can only move one square at a time. And he truly believes that that was done purposely because women, you just have to be attractive, or not even completely attractive, somewhat attractive, and you could get places in life. Yeah. Right. Where a man has to take one step at a time in order mm-hmm. to, to gain notoriety, respect, money, so on and so forth. Right. Uh, And and, I mean, the majority of guys that are making over six figures or making good living say, you know, it's not like they're over 35, you know, because they're working that, that all that get it to get there. You know, they're working to get there, you know, it's just but they don't want to, they don't want to fucking, they don't want to hear that. The OnlyFans girls that are making money, they think they discovered fire. It's like sex work has been around since the time of Jesus Christ. You didn't fucking invent it. You're just doing it on your goddamn laptop. That's all it is. You know,
2: and there's a new 18 year old every single fucking day,
0: every yeah. goddamn day, every goddamn day, you know, and it's 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 because it's, it's, like it's,
2: just like the girls that you interviewed, they were young porn stars
0: at one time and now they're yeah. older. Yeah, but porn is so huge now that there is this there's, there's so many different genres that they can go into. I just did. I don't know if you guys my last video, actually, my last video, I interviewed a one percent biker, which was a good video. But before that, I did just how. Uh, just how big is adult entertainment, Mm -hmm. right? And I just did a little bit of research. It was like a five-minute video because I needed a filler because somebody canceled on me. I was supposed to interview this other mafia guy and he, he actually canceled on me. The porn industry makes more revenue annually than the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA combined. Insane. The porn industry makes more revenue annually than NBC, ABC, and CBS combined. And they estimate that Porn makes over $3,000 a second. Even with piracy? Yeah. Because wow. there's. Yeah. And free porn? Because you stop been, you know, let's just say. Because you, you got to think, about, you know, like, you, porn. you got it. Th- there's over 300 million uh, porn websites, you know, and you got to think. And what guys that are really into right now is really why this OnlyFans thing is blowing up is the interaction with the girl. mm. You know, like so the girlfriend the, experience or whatever type shit. Yeah, it's the webcamming and the only fans. And go on my site, and if you pay extra, you could you could webcam with this famous porno star that you've been jerking off to for 10 years. And this is, you know, this is and guys are paying it. Guys are paying. I don't know if you heard about the you know, that's how Andrew Tate and his brother made money after yeah. the fighters, mm-hmm. right? They had they had the web. Did you hear about um when the guy told them to get gummy bears? When the guy the, the guy told the girl. Gave her 500, tip to $500 and said, go, go get gummy bears and I'll be back tomorrow. Did you hear that story? Uh, I don't think hmm. I've heard that one before. All right. So he, he, the guy, the guy gives her $500. He goes, tomorrow when I come back on at this and this time, make sure you have gummy bears. So he goes like, all right, I'm gummy bears. So she comes on. He's like, you got the gummy bears? He goes, yeah. So he's like, set up five gummy bears and all the different colors. you know. So she sets up the five gummy bears and uh, she takes the first one and go, pretend that's my friend Roger, whatever and uh take it and now start licking it and now start start threatening that you're gonna eat roger you're gonna eat you're gonna eat him and this guy's fucking going like a fucking hummingbird <laughs> right he's jerking off like a lunatic and she's like i'm gonna eat roger and she eats him and she gets all the way to the last one and it's him it's like now that last one is me and when she eats him the, the gummy bear yeah. he Fucking blows a over <laughs> everywhere. Wow, what the
2: fuck,
1: man. <laughs> I, I, you know,
0: Oof. whatever, man.
1: Whatever, uh, yeah, <laughs> <He's> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> dude. I'm fucking telling you, it's crazy, man. It's fucking, it's fucking crazy. But, you know, but, I don't know. The but, uh, internet, yeah. But I've uh, other than that, and I've had some really good uh, guests on 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 my show. You know, I've had uh, former mafia members. Um, What's some so- of the stories? Like a mafia story you can tell. Well, I mean, you could, once you are tried, you can't get tried for the same crime, right? Okay. Once you're sentenced and you do your job, it was, it was relatively easy for me to get the mafia guys on because I grew up in a neighborhood that was plagued with it. Mm. You know, now the neighborhood has changed, but like Sammy DeBolt Gravano grew up in my neighborhood. I wasn't able to get him, but I was able to get, you know, lesser guys. And so one of the first guys that I interviewed was Larry Mazza. Larry Mazza was a maid- Mafia member for the Colombo crime family, and he literally he literally lived like like a few couple of blocks away from me, right? Mm -hmm. So I reached out to him. I was like, "Listen, I'm I'm from Bensonhurst. I have a small podcast. Can you? This guy was on Vlad TV, Value He's like, "Absolutely, I'll come on. No problem. You're you're from the neighborhood. I'll definitely come on." So I don't know if you guys remember this. I mean, you're about my age, a little younger, but during the '90s in Brooklyn, there was a split in the Colombo crime family, and there, what happened was. The boss of the family, whose name was Carmine Persico, went to prison, right? And he assigned the acting boss. His son was out, but his son wasn't good enough yet to run the family, Mm -hmm. right? So he assigned this guy, Vic Arena, to run the family, okay? And this guy, Vic, decided, I don't want to run it. I want all of it. So then now it starts this war. So all the guys that were loyal to Persico... And then all the guys that were loyal to Vicarina, they have this war in the street, in Brooklyn, in Staten Island, in Queens, and they're killing each other. They're literally killing each other. And there's a term that they use that they – it's not like this anymore. Let me just say that. Okay. People who think the mafia is alive and well, there might be a couple of guys, but then it's not like this anymore like it was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And this was in the early 90s. There's a term that they use called going to the mattresses. So that means that when there's a war – you obviously can't stay home. You can't go kill somebody and go home because they know where you live.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So they they literally find apartment buildings or they find houses in Jersey or Pennsylvania or Long Island, and you don't know where there's are stake out. Right. And then you're basically on call. And you're not home. You're not with your family. You're in. Like this guy, Larry, was in New Jersey. He was, lived in Brooklyn, but he was in New Jersey. And there was another guy who was upstate. And there was, a, and there was a whole bunch of them, right? And all they would do for 12 hours a day, they would meet in a particular spot in Brooklyn. And every day it was a different spot. And the boss, his name was Greg Scarpa. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was a very famous mafia guy. You could look him up. He was a madman. Um, very famous uh, mafia dude. He actually died of AIDS from a blood transfusion um and they would get together every day and they would hunt they would hunt the other guys Damn. down okay now the guys that were loyal to persico they had the better crop of gangsters they they did you know you had they were smarter they were better money makers greg scupper was a cold hearted killer he would kill you and leave you in the middle of the street you know and and so on and so forth and so and then you had the Vicarina guys. I mean, they were no joke. There was one guy called Wild Bill. And they called him Wild Bill for a reason. Okay. And he, he, was, he was no joke. He was a fucking shooter. Like he would kill you in a heartbeat. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get his son to come on because his son now does interviews. Right. Whatever. So what happened was Larry Maz's uncle, Then this is his mother's brother. He was also a, a, a wise guy, gangster for a long time. And he says, you know, come to my, come to my house. And he goes to his house and he goes, look, this person, Nikki Black. I think that's what they call him. Nikki Black. He said, if your nephew doesn't come to our side, we're going to kill him. Because they wanted him because Larry Mazur is not a stupid man. He's very smart. He always made a lot of money. And even to this day, he gets out, he got out of, he got out of uh, prison. He, He, I think he has two gyms in Florida And he actually has his own interview on a streaming service uh, called Plex TV. his own uh, talk show. The guy is not like your regular street thug at all. So he always made a lot of money. So they were like, if he doesn't come over on us, we're going to kill him. And his uncle said to him, just so you know, blood is thicker than water, meaning you're not going to have to worry about me if you do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. And don't worry about me. Now, the whole idea that they were just talking could have gotten them killed about this. Right. So he goes back and he tells uh, the boss was Greg Scarpa. He tells Greg Scarpa, and there's like four guys in a, in a car. They had this old car, and they made out that they were, they were police. So they had the baseball caps on. They had the sunglasses. They had the fake uh, sirens, and they had coffee cups in the, in the dashboards. So they looked like police, you know. And they actually had uh, equipment, like FBI equipment scanners and stuff like that, you know. And um, they see him. This guy owned a, a cab stand. And they, and they see him, they're like, oh shit, there he is, right? And somebody comes out of the cab stand, I think it was like a relative of his a nephew or cousin or something like that, and he gives him money, mm-hmm. you know, so it, that's his, that's they, you know, that the whole idea of the mafia is you're making money, but you have to kick up to the made man who kicks up to the boss, who kicks up to so on and so forth. So that's why the, the whole idea is to, you know, it's like a, you know, you're kicking up and up and up, you know, and if you ever watch, watch The Sopranos. So, they go behind him, right? Now, they got bulletproof vests on and the whole deal, and they got the cat. So Larry Mazza truly believes that he really thought that we were the police because he pulled over. He must have been saying to himself, oh, these fucking guys, and he actually pulled over. Now, you wouldn't pull over in a war. You would step on the gas and fucking take off if you think that are right. So he say, he goes, he had to think I was the police. So Larry Maz is in the back seat. Greg Scarp is in the front seat. But by this point, Greg Scarp is HIV positive and he's very old, and he has the he gets the rifle. Now this is, this is all happening like this, and he goes to hit the safety, but it doesn't hit the safety. He hits the uh uh the button that releases the the ammunition in the clip, so all the fucking clip falls Ugh. out. Right. So without even thinking, Larry Mazza has a has a shotgun. Okay, He has a pump shotgun. Okay. Without even thinking, he leans out the back window. The guy driving the car moves up a little bit more, and he's literally leaning his whole body out, and the shotgun is in the other guy's car, and he's this close to the back of his head, and he fucking blew his head off right there. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, and he goes, and Larry Mazza actually said to me, and uh, all the things I've done, I could never forgive myself for, but when I was in that war that kill was satisfying that kill was satisfying because he was he wanted to kill me mm. and i got him first you know and uh it's just you know i think he went to jail like on like i think uh, four murders but um you know of course you know they all stern state's evidence but, you know cuz he was going to jail for life he was going to be there for life you know damn it yeah
2: that's some wild shit man
0: yeah but you know you're talking like you know the 60s 70s 80s 90s that 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 you know, they believe me, they weren't the only ones, you know. I mean, they there was some fucking crazy shit going on back then. You know, you had the biker clubs, you had uh you had street gangs. I mean, if you if you went to the Bronx, if you went to the South Bronx in the in the 70s into the 80s, look like a war zone. You go there now, it's beautiful. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, since COVID, it's gotten a little bit worse because um they're not really hard on crime in New York, but I mean the buildings are beautiful and so on and so forth, and you know, um, but uh but yeah, it's this, uh, this, this—you know—crazy, crazy stories. I interviewed another guy who was a mafia guy, but he was an associate. He was never made. Um, What's the uh, difference? Well, what happens is okay. So what happens is it's like anything else. You have to, you have to be an earner or make your bones, right, or put in work. That's another term they use. Either put in work or make money or both. Okay, not everybody who's in the mafia is, is a shooter. Is a uh, is, is a is a killer, you know. Uh, some of the, some of these guys just really know how to make money. Like I don't know if you ever saw an interview with Michael Franchese. The guy made millions and millions and millions of dollars when he was a gangster. Okay, like he was like the top earner in the Colombo crime family. This guy could do no wrong, so they made him like that, you know. And he even became a capo when he had his own crew and all this crap. So what happens is you have to prove yourself, and then they refer to what's opening the books. And then if you, when they open the books, quote unquote, they consider you for um, membership. And you're not made then and there, but they're considering you for membership. And then when the boss or the bosses, or the, everybody knows that there is a commission where all the bosses of the families or all the bosses of the families all over the country get together. And they discuss when they could start making guys good. A lot of times when there's a lot of heat, when, the, when police is on him, the FBI is on him, they don't want to make anybody new because they don't want any new headaches. Right. Um, and they're like, okay, you know, uh, so-and-so, you know, vouches for, you know, Greg Scalper vouches for Larry Mazza. You know, he's a good earner and he's loyal and he's made his bones, made his bones means he's, he's put in work or whatever, made his bones put in work means he killed, he killed for us, you know, <clears throat> and I, I, I propose him for, for membership. And if they, if they get the, okay, then they have to go through this ceremony. And now you are a, are a made member of a particular f- a mafia family. And that literally means like, you can't, nobody could touch you. Like you can't get like if a regular person punches you in the face. That's it used to be instant death. Mm. You can't, you can't put your hands on a made member of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a family. Um, uh, but you could do whatever you could throw your weight around, right? Like you could smack somebody in the face, and if they put their hands on you, like you're a dead man, right? Uh, you know, so you could throw your weight around, and <clears throat> it gives you opportunities to, like, um, to, to, uh, you know, go into business. So when they say business, they're talking about like loan sharking, shylocking. Um, it gives you opportunities to go into uh, legitimate businesses because. Because if I have a legitimate business, especially in the 70s and 80s, if I have a legitimate business and my silent partner is so-and-so, oh, nobody's going to fuck with me. I'm going to get paid, right? And, you know, and everybody's going to, you know, and, um, you know, and and, and you, but you still have to work. You still have to earn. And the whole idea is to earn. And then you kick up to your capo, your boss. And then the, you know, the, all you guys still have to earn. So a lot of times, you know, it was bookmaking, loan sharking. You know, they say there was no drugs, but there's plenty of drugs. You know, um, and everything else, like like insurance schemes. Like, okay, so uh, you get a back in the day, you get a car, right? You get a car, and then um, you know, if the car was a wreck, the, the insurance company would come down and they would total it, or they wouldn't total it. So they would remove the front seat and the back seat, and then they'd have the front seat and the back seat in the warehouse. Right. And uh, the insurance company would come down and go, listen, my car is stolen. I just found them. There's no fucking seats in it. And it's not total, though. They would just write you, the insurance company would write you to check to buy new seats. So now you got the check. Again, this is before the internet and all this crap. But now you got the check, but now you also got the seats in the warehouse. So you just put the seats back in. And now you have a check for whatever, $8,000 for the goddamn, whatever it was, you know. And these were all things that you know that would that would that would that would happen. It would go on constantly. I mean, I remember as a kid, my father had a Mercedes Benz, and he had a a, a Benzy box. Remember those things that they would slide in and out, right? You know, it's a, it was a it was a it was a radio, and it would slide. Oh yeah, in, yeah, I know. Is that what you're talking about? You know, yeah. and uh, and he had a Cadillac, and he had a Mercedes Benz, and I remember because back in the day, there was a point where my father was making a lot of money, and um, they wouldn't he wouldn't go to fucking you know. The ways to go buy a new radio, we'd send my brother up the block, go to 20th Avenue and go get a radio. And the kids from the neighborhood would go like, yeah, OK, what, what kind of car you got? Oh, I got a Cadillac Eldorado. Oh, OK, here, here we got this one. He probably stole it the night before and literally sold it back to you, you know, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's just, it was a different world, man. I mean, it was just a different, different world back then, you know, it was and everybody carried guns. Everybody, my father carried a pistol in his briefcase. He was a contractor, he carried a gun in his briefcase. Why does it, you know, you know, um, if they had because he was a, uh, if he was a, he was a, what do you call it? He was a, um, a non union electro contractor. And, uh, back then, the unions, local three, uh, today they just blow up a big rat and they stand there. But back then, they would come, they would bum rush the fucking a job site and they would rip it apart and so on and so forth. So he would give his guys, he would give like the foreman and the guys pistols. He put this in your, in your, in your, in your toolbox, just in case they come, you know, it was a, it was a different fucking world, you know, in, in the 1980s, man.
2: Would you say that you neighborhoods know? were safer back then too?
0: To a certain extent. It, it was safer. If it, it was safer, if you were Italian and you lived in, in Benton. Actually. Yeah. Just like it was safer if you were black and you lived in Bed Stuy in the 1970s and 80s, it was it was really safe if that was the case. If you were Italian and you lived in Bed Nurse, or if you were black and you lived in Bed Stuy, the neighborhood was safe for you mm-hmm. and your family. Yeah. But if you were a stranger walking through, like if you're a black guy and you walk through Bed Nurse, or you were a white guy and you walked through Bed Stuy in like 1978. Yeah, you took you literally took your life in your hands, man. Wow. You literally took your life in your hands. It's just it was they did not want people they did not know in that neighborhood. Period. Well, you it's know. like
1: I was telling Tony and them a long time ago. Like when I was growing up in South Africa, you know, we didn't we we just knew our little neighborhood. You know, as kids, you didn't go you didn't go play over there or with like the black kid or the Muslim kid or whatever. You just stick with the Indian kids in the Indian neighborhood. They had their neighborhood, they played with their kid, you know, their, their 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 skin, you know, whatever. And like
0: it's just how it was when we were growing up over there. But well, you know, since you know, you can call it racism and this partially racism, but since the dawn of time, men always protected their community. Cause you had to, right? Because the next village or the barbarians would come and they would rape, pillage, and burn. And if the men didn't protect the community, you know, then you were good as dead right? Since the dawn of time, that, that's been the case. And I truly believe that that was the case up until, you know, basically it started changing in the 90s. That's when you saw kind of the gentrification of the of the neighborhoods. And and so it started really changing and, you know, and, and so on and so forth and blah, 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 blah. Now, I mean, and you didn't have to be black. I mean, if you were Puerto Rican, if you didn't live in the neighborhood, the same thing, you mm-hmm. know, uh, if you were Irish, you better have an uncle that was Italian or something like that. You know, it wasn't you know, that being said, there were people in the neighborhood that knew it was wrong, and my mother was one of them. Uh, there was a school, FDR High School, that was a couple of blocks away. My brothers went to FDR High School, and um, they would bus kids in and they'd bus kids in from the you know other neighborhoods, you know, the in you know the black neighborhoods or whatever. And this kid, this kid was trying to get this to the subway, she's trying to get home, uh, you know. And my mother, you know, was a stay-home mom and she had my, you know, she had a car and she pulled up on 20th Avenue. Where 20th Avenue was, there were the kids in 20th Avenue during the 70's and 80's and into the early 90's. these, these, these were rough dudes. 20th Avenue and Bath Avenue in Brooklyn. These, that, those two avenues were the tough, the toughest. And then if you went into Gravesend, Gravesend was like the, the, the part of pets and nurse where it was just really starts getting rough. But these, these, were, these were tough, tough kids. It was rough. They were wild fucking kids. And um, <clears throat> my mother comes out of the store. She's like food shopping and she's like the local store. And she goes to put the stuff in the car. And there's this is black kid hiding behind my mother's car. And my mother's like, what are, you, what are you doing? And the kid goes, please, please, man, please, please. They're, you know, they're looking for me. So my mother opened the door and, and to get in the car and lay down. So the kids in the neighborhood are running and she, and she sees them looking for him and they pass her up. And my mother drove him to the subway so he can go home. And he opened the door and he, off to go to the subway, you know. Um yeah, it, it was like that. So was it safe? For us it was. Yeah. But not somebody, outsiders. Yeah. yeah, no, not at all, man. Not not at all. And another thing that wasn't safe is if, oh man, if you if you messed with a kid or if you uh or a girl, oh man, it would, it was, you were gonna get when, when Sam, Sammy the Bull used to have a social club on 18th Avenue and the girls used to know to walk on that side of the block because they felt safer to walking on that side of the block, you know, you know, Sammy the Bull is right. He has a big uh, podcast now when he was John Gotti's on the boss, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I mean, um, you know, it, it was just, it was just, yeah, it was just, the, the, the you know. If you put your hands on a kid or if you or if you put your hands on a woman back then especially in public man you got you you know you just got fucking you just got your ass kicked that was it i mean kid was worse if you if they found out the kid thing you you got beaten half to death
2: you know is that kind of where the whole prison stuff happens with that too do you think because a lot of guys are from the street and they just transfer yeah. that into prison also
0: yeah 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 i um there was certain there was look there was certain when you go to prison there are certain reasons to go to prison that are respected. And then there are reasons that you go to prison that are not respected and it, it's frowned upon big time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is usually women, uh, um, rapists, I know you can't say that on YouTube, um, rapists, uh, pedophiles, uh, child abusers, so on and so forth. Um, and they if you if you're labeled one of those, I'm pretty sure you're like in protective custody now. And I don't think they, they they put you in gen pop anymore. But, you know, I don't know if you saw that movie um, about the kids, the black kids that were accused of uh raping and raping and killing that that white lady in um uh in New York City. I forgot the name of it. But it turned out that it wasn't them, you know, and one guy was tried as an adult and he had to go to prison and the Aryan nation guys, they just fucking destroyed this kid. They they would beat the shit out of him, grape him in prison so on and so forth. And then it turned out years later, that it wasn't him. They actually, the guy actually came forward and said, it wasn't them. It was me. The actual guy who did it, who did the graphing and, and did, and did beat it to death. Wow. I forgot the, I forgot the name of the, it was like 1989 and this happened. And it was just a couple of kids. They were kids from Harlem. They were hanging out after school. And, uh, I don't know how they got ID'd. I think they were in the park at the same time. I don't know the, the whole deal. But it was actually uh, I think it was a Spanish guy that actually did it, you know. But yeah, man, it's uh it's uh, it's no dr- I mean uh Jeffrey Dahmer did not last very well. No, I just in, watched in that in thing on prison. Netflix the other day. Yeah, he didn't last well in prison at all. I mean, he would they were trying to kill him during the trial. They had to put up a barrier from the families of the people that he uh he mutilated. But when he went to prison, I think I think I think one guy tried cutting his throat. Yeah. Then the
2: show, they show him get stabbed in the throat. Okay. And he survived they, that
0: one. And then they beat him to death. Yeah. Right. Cause and the guy, they,
2: I guess the guy had not known what was going on. And mm-hmm. so th- I, this is what the, sh- the, sh- the story says, I don't know if the real thing, but he didn't know what was going on. So then he went to the library and was like, Hey, can I get some information on Dahmer? And lady's like, well, you got some mental issues or whatever. And he's like, just let me find out. And then he found out that the kids and how he took it like eight people yeah and so then and they were, beat him you know, with that it, it was there all the belt. guys
0: yeah right and all the guys were black except for one 14 year old asian kid yeah you know so it didn't take much man and do you think that that guy's going to have any protection you think that that guy you think that the aryan nation or the neo nazis in prison are going to fucking take him in fuck you you're raw meat mm. you know let let them have at it and if i was a security guard i guarantee you they turned they just you know walked away and came back an hour later and was like oh this is how we found them guess he's dead now
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: that guy was pure evil man yeah absolutely but here's the funny part the day he got arrested he was like they were like do you want a lawyer and he's like no this has to stop sooner or later i'll just tell you everything now you know and he wasn't the only one there was another guy uh ed kemper they called him the co-ed killer because he would kill college girls and uh, the guy was actually a, a genius. He had an you know, IQ over 140 or something like that. Wow. And, and when he finally got arrested, he, would, he, he actually told him, he goes, don't let me out. I'm not fit for this world. I'm going to do it again. Don't let me out. You know, and uh, it was just, this guy would, this guy would, because his mother would, would emasculate him emotionally and physically abuse him. And this guy, you know, he was huge. He was a big dude. I mean, he was like well over six foot tall, 300 pounds. He was a monster. And he would basically pick up uh, college girls. And this was like in the sixties and seventies, when Mm -hmm. like things like, you know, when you were walking on the street by yourself or you would hitchhike and it was no big deal. And they would take these girls and he would, uh, he would kill them. Uh, At first he would rape them. Then he would kill them. And then uh, he would cut their heads off.
2: Wow.
0: And then he would, and then he would, and then he would have sex with their heads. What? While the head was off. Yeah. He would, I don't know if, I forgot what, it, what it's called. And then he would, and then he would bury the head in his mother's backyard, right? With the head facing up, but it's buried because he said that his mother always wanted the people to look up at her. Wow. You know, look up to her, right? And his last final kill was his own mother. And when he when he killed his mother, he cut her head off, and he actually took her vocal cords and put them in a garbage disposal, because all he kept hearing was his mother's voice his whole life, fucking emasculating him. And what's know, this so guy's on, name? So. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper. Ed Ed Kemper. Yeah, and you know it's uh, it was, it was you know it's unbelievable. Like, and if you notice, like most most uh, most of uh, the the uh, serial killer guys. Women love that shit. Most of the that's most so of the, weird, man. Yeah, most of the serial killer dudes, most of the serial killer podcasts are women. Whereas most of the mafia biker guys, the guys that 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 uh, are crime criminals for power, yeah, are, are men.
2: You yeah, because like I was watching, I saw the Night Stalker, and then I watched uh, the the uh, Dahmer thing, and there was women like sending pictures to both of them. Yeah, these are dangerous men who would kill kill you. One like well, especially at night stalker because he killed a lot of women.
0: Yeah, and that you see that this see that just proves my point that how women need direction and a strong role model because that flip the script that doesn't happen. Yeah, when a woman goes to prison, she doesn't have guys falling all over her. She doesn't have guys saying she wants to marry her. But you know, Rich Ramirez had it. Uh, Charles Manson had it. Charles Manson. Charles. Yeah. and did you see uh The Murder Next Door? It's a true story. Is About that the guy. one
2: where the, he put the kids in the drum? Yes. That was disgusting. But yeah, I did see that.
0: He actually had women that, that uh wanted him in prison that were writing let letters to him, and he killed his wife and his two kids. Yeah, that was sad. And, mm-hmm. and he wanted and he wanted uh they had there was women that, that sent him nude pictures and so on and so forth. And if you ever see the documentary Rich Ramirez, he thought he was a fucking Hollywood superstar. Mm-hmm. He had his sunglasses on when he went to go to trial and the girls were there, you know? Uh, and it's just, it's just, it is it is the bad boy image and the idea of, uh, I can never really get to know this person. Like, like when you get to know a person, you, you could become disappointed because they have these flaws that you now know of,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Um but when, when this person is in prison and all you're doing is writing letters and they're writing letters back to you, um, or, you know, whatever the case may be, you could visit him and and he could just, you know, talk to you there once a month, whatever you go, you know, the, 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 mystery is always there. The idea of, you know, I, I, you know, and then the bad boy thing, you know, women, women confuse, uh, a, a, you know, men that are, violent men that are out of control with the protective instinct,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? You know, when, 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 when men aren't a control in their, of their emotions or they, or they have, you know, mental problems, um, they, they're going to act out in violence and women instinctively think that that is a protective instinct, but it's not, this guy is out of control. Right. Um, uh, the, and that's why generally speaking, women like guys that, you know, come out of you know, like what a, what a woman really wants, and they will never fucking say this. A woman wants a monster that they could control. Yeah. They, wanna, they want a dude that at the snap of the fingers, she, he's going to destroy you. And they want to know that. I mean, you just go back to high school. That's all you have to do is go back to high school. And what's the first thing when you're talking to a girl or bothering a girl, what's the first thing she says? I'm going to get my boyfriend after you. Mm you know um and of course they will they you know women will never admit that but their actions um speak it well just look at you some know. of the stories that
2: are movies that are big like uh 50 shades of gray it's a guy that like dominates a woman you have yeah, like beauty and the beast right <laughs> An actual beast you know it's yeah, just like it's right, right,
1: right.
0: and it's, then um, crazy man and then also king, like all king all these, kong was basically yeah king kong yeah, was yeah. basically beauty and the beast yeah well yeah. then
1: also like all these uh True crime podcasts that are like number one, number five, you know, like of the top 20 podcasts in the country, I think three or four of them are true crime something. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's, in, it's insane how these chicks just love watching they, and that's they, all they do.
2: Yeah. They it's
3: lo- like they, they say, uh, they
2: love it. Yeah. It's like, how does a woman relax? She puts on a serial killer documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah what you know, and, it, what, and what's <laughs> funny is that they're obsessed with serial killers, but they're not obsessed with. Uh, in the real world, they're obsessed with guys who perform crime for for power, like mafia, biker mm-hmm. dudes, Mexican cartel. But uh for some reason, the guy, you know, women that do podcasts, they do they they do the podcasts on serial killers. It's you know, serial I I, I don't know any serial killer podcasts that are for that guys are doing. Yeah. I only know the girls, you know. That is morning cup of coffee or morning Morning cup of coffee and crime, or something like that. And there's this girl that I follow on Instagram. She, we were supposed to do one together. We never did. And she, um, she does like a a killer every, every day, you know, different killer every day, different serial killer every day. I mean, you could, you could like in all the countries too. If you go around the world, I mean, you could literally like, you could literally like never run out. Yeah. I knew a girl that actually had a a serial killer
2: tattooed on her. Yeah. And I thought that was extremely weird. Well, who was a serial killer? Uh, some guy from Nebraska. I can't remember his name. Damn, that's dedication yeah, a, right
0: there. Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of them. And There's a lot of them you haven't you haven't heard from because a lot of them aren't interesting. You know, a lot of serial killers, like you know, like Ed Kemper or Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer was a strange dude who was gay and ate people's body parts and so on and so forth. Ed Kemper was literally a, a genius with a genius IQ. Uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Um, but there are plenty of of serial killers, even American serial killers, that are dumb as a box of rocks, you know, and they they don't have a plan. And I'm, again, not now, but years ago, mm-hmm. they don't have a plan, right? Like a like a Ed Kemper or a, or a Jeffrey Dahmer had it planned out already,
3: yeah.
0: you know. And you know there was a there was one serial killer who was a truck driver, and he would just kill somebody and, and his truck stop, you know. You know anybody? And during the interview, uh, you know when the FBI interviewed him, they he was he was he was dumb as shit. You know, he was he was he was dumb as shit. It was ridiculous. Like he was like he was like I speak. You know, he's downsized. I speak five languages. Um, I speak um Spanish. I speak um, Russian, and he couldn't even get to five. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, it's, oh, yeah, man. it's 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 unbelievable. It's uh the, the uh what was the name of the show? Mindhunters. Hmm. Mindhunters is two seasons on Netflix, and basically, uh, what it is is during the '70s when 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 serial killers were really at a boom, they 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 put together the FBI put together uh, a crew uh, of three FBI guys and one uh, forensic psychologist. And they actually researched and spoke to um, and spoke to serial killers to research and see what made them tick, you know? uh, And their, their, their research really led to a lot of arrests. Like it was, so Charles Manson was arrested Ed Kemper was arrested. It was a bunch of them that were arrested and they would actually go and, um, and talk to them and research them and so on and so forth and some of them are, some of them would like like charles manson just talked in you know co like you couldn't get at a straight hand it was just he was just a nut job it was like a waste when they interviewed him but ed kemper was uh like he liked the intellectual banter back and forth because he would try to outsmart you kind of deal you know um and then there were guys that like i said it was just dumb as shit it just killed people
2: it wasn't the son of Sam. Didn't they say there was like a family doing that?
0: Uh, yeah, it was possible. That was right here in the Bronx and in Brooklyn. And I remember I was a kid, like that was going on in the late 70s. Well, I was, I was, you know, I don't remember, but it was yeah. four years, years later, you know, a few years later, but they said that, yeah, it was part of a cult. It could have been so on and so forth. But, um, you know, you don't know for sure. That was, that was, he was in the Bronx and I'm, I'm pretty sure that the cops weren't getting to him, and I'm I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure that what's his name made a movie about him. Spike Lee mm. made a movie about him, and I'm pretty sure that the 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 Italian mafia in the Bronx during the during the 70s they were they were actually looking for him too because everybody was scared shitless. Yeah, you know because he was killing people in the Bronx and Brooklyn, you know, so on and so forth, you know. But uh, you know, the cops finally found them. And yeah, they're saying that they there was links to like some kind of cult or something like that. But I, I don't know for sure, you know.
1: I mean, look at this dude, David Carpenter. Like, I wouldn't if I see that guy walking the other direction, like look Google uh David Carpenter. Like, I mean, I don't want to fuck with this guy, like people who are like this man. Like, it's just like damn. Wow.
0: <laughs> what's his uh what's his name? David Carpenter. David uh Carpenter. Like it's just no. oh, there he is.
1: Yeah, it's like man, I don't I'm walking.
0: Uh yeah, born nineteen thirty Okay, the the trail side killer. Yeah, there's a this dude, there's there's a, there's a million of them. There's 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 a ton of them, dude. It's it's my cousin is a uh my cousin Marie is a forensic psychologist, you know. And uh she's obsessed, you know. She's she's you know, and what we actually did a few videos together. And then I kind of got away from it because I'm like, okay, I, I'm I'm trying to take this in a different direction. I don't want to do the, the true crime serial killer thing. I'm not, you know. So we did a couple of videos together, and she, I mean, she's super smart. She has a PhD. I mean, she's like crazy smart, you know. And uh, you know, she was the one that would come up with all the new serial killers. How about we do this one? How about we do that one? How about we do, you know, we did one on Eileen Wernos, the girl that was uh, the prostitute that was killing guys when they when they wanted to pay her for. Uh, sex and then we did one. There was like a twelve-year-old boy, like at the turn of the century, that was actually killing kids. It was just really? crazy. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just nuts. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, guys, uh, I got to call it quits because for two reasons. One, I got to go to the bathroom, and I really got to see how my wife is doing. <laughs> oh,
1: no, no problem, man. <laughs> I
2: appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Uh, are you kidding, man? Anytime you want to do this, like I could. I'm a, an Italian. They 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 call you a cagion, which means you don't shut up. I can. <laughs> up. So you where
2: know, can like, everybody
0: find you at? Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so my YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. It's called Serious and Silliness. All right, and then on Instagram, it's Serious and Silliness, and on Facebook and TikTok, it's my name, John Livia, right? L I V I A. So basically you can find me or if you want to email me, it's unclejohn1201 at Gmail, you know, and uh, I really believe in my podcast. I have truly great interviews. I mean, like I've interviewed people from I had, you know, a trans a trans woman. Arm wrestler. When she was a man, she was an amateur. She be, you know, she became a woman and she was a became a world champion. You know, and I had a discussion with her about that. I mean, I've had elite elite bodybuilders, Jay Cutler, Mister Olympia. I've had, like I said, UFC fighters. You know, uh, Forrest Griffin. I've had, you know, mafia guys, porno people, one um, percent uh, bikers, uh, uh, comedians. I mean, you go down the list and uh, powerlifters. I've had I've had the guys who world record bench presses, world record deadlifts on, on my, on my, on my show, both raw and, and equipped. I don't know if you guys know the difference, but you know, raw is when you bench with a t-shirt and equipped you have have to actually wear a jacket that you put on this, this like jacket and, and it helps you. You have to learn how to bench in it, but it helps you. And for the most part, you know, and then, like I said, I do the news with my friend and it's all fun. And, and I do, uh, Do guy talk with my friends and and sometimes I just do commentary. I talk about men's stuff, you know? And then that's it. So if you're a dude, you're gonna like it. If you're a girl, probably not so much. Oh, man, oh, I right, appreciate, man. You, appreciate man. you, brother. Been, uh, thanks man, a lot. don't worry. It's a pleasure. We'll man. have to do it again. Absolutely. If you ever you want know, to do it again, 100%, just let me know and we'll do it again. All right, brother. Yeah, thank Take you for me. wearing the shirt. I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, of course. I, yeah, of course I'm going to wear it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, linked up. That was uh, cool. <laughs> All right, fellas. Just All let right. me know when it's out. Okay, we'll do. Right, do. Have, have a good sure. weekend. All right. Later, brother. Later, man. Bye.